sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, welcome back for another episode of Bold Sports. Matt and I are here at episode 112. How you feel about that, Matt? We're getting up into the uh, up there again, you know? Uh, you know, we, we're doing the numbers thing. We're up, we're up on the number 12. Uh, we got a lot of heavy topics to discuss in this episode, so yeah. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 so you're getting right into the number numbers. Let me, uh, let me, let's uh, get it done. I'm just saying, like, let me pull up gonna, my. I don't want. I'm just ripping the bandaid off because we're gonna we're gonna have to mention him in. Passing. All right, all right. Here we go. All time number tweezies. Blueberry. <laughs> of course, first thing that comes up is Tom Brady, the quarterback of the New England Patriots. His career isn't over yet. He's already considered one of the greatest players. Um, he's been to. Um, Nine Super Bowls, has won six. He's a Super Bowl MVP multiple times. He was a six-round draft pick, which we all know that gets beat into our heads. Uh, the New York Giants beat him twice, and so did the Philadelphia Eagles. Other than that, he's Tom motherfucking Brady. Yeah. Now, other notables. Number 12, John Stockton, NBA. Short little white dude. Uh, you know, he made some shit happen. Utah Jazz. I mean, they're, they're a great duo. Um that was him and the mailman, right? Yeah, and the reason the reason like Carl Malone was so high in scoring because um, John second, Stockton second fed him the time. ball, or was John Stockton, you know, the beneficiary of Carl Malone's low post skills? I guess we'll never know. No, because analytics didn't exist back then. No, it did not. And there's no way to go back and take the data and apply <laughs> new methods. Uh, another number notable number twelve will be Joe Namath. Broadway Joe I, out of Beaver Falls. Yeah, I got I got Broadway Joe. Um, you know, that's a really good one. You know, I was reading something online about how the Wonder Years, like, you know, it was basically a show about events that happened 20 years prior to right. when, when, like, it actually When it came aired. out. Yeah. And which means that if, like, they were to make a show like that now, it would be stuff that happened around, like, the year 2000, and you'd have Kevin Arnold, like, playing pretend football in his backyard, but instead of a Joe Namath jersey, he'd be wearing, like, Chad Pennington or some dumb shit. So, like, that made me sad. Right. Um, but, yes, Joe Namath is a 12 who who I thought of. Um, is Aaron Rodgers on that list? Aaron Rodgers is not on this list, but he is also a number 12 who's a notable quarterback. Uh, the, not, the other notable number 12 we'll get to when it comes to the Steelers. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, number 12. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another notable NHL number 12 we'll get to when we get to the Penguins, but mm-hmm. he was more known for himself in Calgary, mm-hmm. um, which is Drew McGinley. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, he, had him. Yeah, he, he was a rental player for the Penguins. Yeah. You know, yeah. he completely was a rental player for the Penguins. And that was the whole that's what got Dan Bosma fired. <laughs> I mean, okay, so the dude got injured in his first like shift with the team. No, he didn't. Or wait, Crosby got injured in Uginla's first shift with the team. Uginla, Something bad yeah, happened yeah, yeah. as soon as yeah, he yeah. So, so, so his yeah. first shift with the Penguins, he took a slap shot from the point, and uh, the puck ricocheted up off a blade of a stick and went into Crosby's face. It's not Bosma's fault. No. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Like, the, the way hockey works. No, what Bosma's fault was is he, did, he was given the Stanley Cup on paper and said, here's the Stanley Cup, now play your lines right. He had five captains on that team. Yeah. They got Uginla, Murray... Morrow, Crosby, 
essentially Malkin would be a captain on any other team and whatever else. And I believe there was somebody else that was on that team that was like a former captain elsewhere. Um, but apparently Blasma didn't watch the hockey, uh, the, the Olympics the year prior, mm-hmm. um, to where Aginla and Crosby played the same line together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so that's where that came from. I mean, to be fair, those games were all on, like, West Coast time <laughs> that year. Heard. You know what I mean? Heard. Like, Heard. it's hard Heard. for some people. Blasma needed some sleep. I don't get to go to a morning skate, so I'm, I'm able to watch the uh, Australian Open until 6 in the morning like I did last night. Um, uh, I did watch the Australian Open, too. Yeah, um, it was nice. You know. We knew uh, Djokovic was going to win it in straight sets, but it was still cool to just be able to watch it. Right. Anyway. So, of course, number 12 for the Pittsburgh Steelers is Terry Bradshaw. The blonde bomber. 1970 to 1983. He's a goof. He's like, I don't remember him playing at all. I just know him as like guy who goes on I remember him playing I I had some of his cards growing up I I have a couple of his cards but I remember him playing like a very early stage in my life Mm. I remember Terry Bradshaw because I remember my grandfather telling me sitting in my grandfather's lap holding his bottle of old German old German and and him being like this is the greatest quarterback you'll ever see play football it's a great beer Um, remember when I brought old German go find some more dude it's not a bad beer do you know what old German is it's like it's a mix of Iron City and Ice Well, uh, it didn't used to be because it's from Cumberland, Maryland. No, it's from Pittsburgh Brewing. Well, now it is, but they originated in Maryland. Pretty sure. It's possible. I mean, I only ever remember from Pittsburgh Brewing and sixteen ounce returnables. Yeah, that's what they used to get at uh, Thirsties. Yeah, that was that was like the staff beer. <laughs> yeah, like he'd usually remove like all your tabs at the end of the week if you worked there, if all you drank was was uh, old German. Yeah, because you can return the bottles to get your tab back. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> uh, before Terry Bradshaw was Terry No Singer, 1963 and 64. Jack Scarbreath, 56 and 57. Vic Eaton in 55. And all these names prior mean nothing to us. Alex yeah. Ratto, Henry Wisen, Henry Weisenbaugh, Bill Davidson, William Patterson, Morgan Tiller, Dick Rifle, Nick Scottrich. Scottrich. Uh, Stan Zidal. Um, those are all Steelers that wore number twelve before Terry Bradshaw, and after Terry Bradshaw, nobody's wore number twelve since. These are all just these are all just the names of guys who were disappointing to Art Rooney. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So I mean, anything before nineteen seventy, it's almost not worth really discussing. Yeah, um, Matt, how's your uh, how's your uh, French Canadian doing this week? I mean, it's you know, it's not it's not the best, it's not the worst. Good. I watch a lot of hockey. What you got for me? There you go. Top list. Number 12s. All right. Ken Schinkel, Blaine Stoughton, Kelly Pratt, Greg Malone, Mitch Lamoureux, Dean DeFazio, Tom O'Regan, Tom Rolston, Bob Airy, Larry DePalma, Troy Murray, Chris Wells, Richard Park, Sean Pronger, Martin Sonnenberg, Billy Tibbetts, Michael Civic, Ryan Malone, Chris Bork, Brett Sterling, Richard Park, Jerome Aginla, Chuck Kobasu, Ben Lovejoy, and Dominic Simon. Simone. 
I did that on purpose because <laughs> I did the rest of it perfectly. <laughs> and you wanted me to correct you on something. Perfection. And you wanted me to correct you on something. I got it. Um, and so, also, also, that's what I call them to my. It's easier. My software understands better if I don't try to speak French to it. Good. So. Also, um, you know, uh, Greg Malone and Ryan Malone, father and son. I'm sure people were thinking, did you not mention the name Malone twice in, yes. that, in that long list of hockey players? Yes, father and son. Um, of course, Bob Airy, he also wore another number that we covered. He was number 11, too, for a minute. But we remember him as 12. We remember him as 12. Now we remember no Bob Airy as um, the Keller announcer. Yeah, he doesn't wear a number. No, but he wears, like, four rings. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, two as a player and uh, two as a uh, – no, is he has five rings. Yeah. Two as a player and three as a uh, Penguins um, uh, announcer. I mean, guy. his announcing didn't really, like, win them the cup or anything. No, it didn't, but he still has five rings. They, they really, like, I mean, it's cool to give out rings. But. Yeah, Sean Pronger is um, brothers with... Um, Chris? Chris Pronger. Okay. Um, and then you have Chris Bork is a... Um, uh, nephew of Ray Bork, who Ray Bork, of course, was, um, was it, is it Ray Bork? Raymond Bork from the Boston Bruins. Bruins, who yeah. Who went, went and won the Stanley Cup. And won the Stanley Cup of the Avalanche. Yeah, it's, it's a nephew, yeah. nephew of, of Ray Bork. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people get the Borks confused with, uh, you know, Phil Bork and Ray Bork. They're not related. There's an extra U. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Chris Bork is a nephew of Ray Bork. Okay. Uh, and then of course, um, you got Billy Tibbetts. Um, Billy Tibbetts was a um, enforcer mm-hmm. after, um, was it after or during? They might have played together uh, with Barnaby. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I remember Billy Tibbetts used to have to get permission from his probation officer to go to away games. Yeah. Was that he, was, like, that, banned from Canada? Uh, yeah. He yeah. was He was not allowed to play in Canada. That was um, one of the stipulations. It's too bad. <laughs> that was one of the stipulations that he had uh, on there. Uh, and, then of course, we mentioned Jerome McGinley, who is known as, uh, more known as a um, uh, Calgary Flame. Sure. Then a Penguin, and he was a rental player for the Penguins. Uh, ben Lovejoy won uh, Stanley Cup here at the Pens. Uh, and I think Lovejoy is now playing, if I correct me if I'm wrong, New Jersey was the last I heard. Don't know if he's still in New Jersey, but that was the last I heard. Not sure. I don't um, know how to answer that. And Dominic Simone, of course, is your current number 12. Um, who He's having a hell of a season. In its own right, um, you yeah, know, he is. Uh, and whatnot. In the meantime, the Pirates jersey numbers were way, way too um, strong there for me to pull up and to screenshot. But I did save the website and am swiping towards it now, going to it. What uh, other number 12s do you have that uh, you can pull off the top of your head? I mean, it's a great quarterback number, you know. Right, it is. Um, not not so much with baseball. Can't I can't really come up with any. Like, for me, it's Brady, Bradshaw, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Namath. I mean, those are, those are some good ones, you know. Um, I don't know. Like, 
It wasn't a good baseball number. I used to like twelve in baseball. I'm trying to think. It like, wouldn't have even... been an old time number because it would. There's only one up to nine. Like it's not really a big soccer number because like you know the traditional soccer number like was your position. You go up to eleven. Um, you know, maybe I guess like twelve would be like the next person out. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the like all the Seahawk fans with their twelve jerseys, right? The twelfth man. That's who, that's who we should dedicate this episode to. The twelfth man. <laughs> no, not I mean the, we don't do that in Pittsburgh, but like Seattle does that, and Texas A and M. You know they they call themselves the home of the twelfth man. Um, so I you know we should mention that. So Pirates wise, we got nineteen thirty two. Adam uh, Kamaski. Uh, how about Freddie Lindstrom? Uh, thirty three and thirty four. Uh, Bud Hafley. John Johnny Rizzo, Ray Barons, Al Lopez wore that number for quite a few years uh, in the 40s. Uh, Cully Ricard, Johnny Hop, uh, quite a few years in the 50s. Monty Bescal, Dick Cold, Jack McGuire, um, Johnny uh, Berndino, Dick Cole, uh, Jim Pendleton, Don Hoke, Gene Alley, Gene Freeze. Jerry May, that's quite a few years in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Taylor, Gene Grabner, uh, Chuck Gogan, John Moran, Craig Reynolds, Matt Alexander, Bob Beal. Now we're going to get into some players that we might remember. Uh, Doe Boyland, Brian Harper. <laughs> you say players we might remember, and the first name you say is... This is Doe, Doe Boylan, Boylan, 1981. Yeah. Um, your dad would remember him. He might. My, my grandparents and my great-uncles who are not with us anymore would remember him. Um, Brian Harper, early 80s. Uh, Bill Allman, mid-80s. I remember Bill Allman. I think that's where I start. All right. How about Mike LaValliere? Of course. Yeah. We all know Spanky. Of course. Mike LaValliere was uh, 1987 to 1993. Then there's this little guy that's a local boy named John Wayner. I remember him. <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> He's still with the Pirates on you the broadcast. You know what's wild about John Wayner? Okay. The Carrick kid. Carrick means rock in Gaelic. Okay. John Wayner's nickname is Rock. You ever think of that? Huh. Hmm. 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 <laughs> but no, that's really true. You can look it up. John Wayner is also an answer to a trivia question, mm-hmm. which was, who was the last pirate to hit a home run out of Three River Stadium? Yes. Which is John Wayner. Also happens to be the, who was the last born and raised Pittsburgher to hit a home run out of Three River Stadium? Mm. So he's the answer to two trivia questions. Um, how about this guy named Turner Ward? You remember him a little bit? I do. He was there about four or five years. He ran through a fence once. He did run he through a, a fence. a minor league manager for a long time. And then uh, Will Cordero. Oh, man. He was not a good guy to have. No, we only had him one year. And then uh, John Wayner came back. Yeah. John Wayner came back uh, for one year. I believe they call that boomeranging, Steve. Yeah. He came back for one year. <laughs> when, boom- you, when you move out of your hometown for work. but then Yeah, yeah. He moved out of his hometown work. and he came back for work for one year. And then I, I believe he retired after this year. Um, and then we had Jack Wilson. Yeah, he was very popular. Um, Jumping Jack Flash. Did he not win the... Uh, no, no, no. The next guy won. 
uh, batting title. Freddie Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah, my man. Well, in between Jack Wilson, there was Matt Stairs. Who, if I remember right, Matt Stairs was kind of like this big, like, my height, but just built bigger than me, that, like, he either hit a He's home like run. He's like Canadian Larry Walker. He, he hit, like, either a home run or he struck out with, like, Wait, a Larry long... Larry Walker's Canadian. With, like, a long, like, blonde mullet. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know. he was like Canadian John Cruck. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, you know, it was one of those things like, man, maybe he could like hit twenty home runs like in some like random like freak season towards the end of his career and do so as a pirate. And guess what, people? Mm, it didn't he, work. It didn't work out. Uh, Freddie Sanchez, though, like I said, won a batting title, shortstop for the Pirates, wore number twelve. Uh, he was two thousand and four through two thousand nine. Chase Darneau in 2011, Clint Barmez, 12 and 13, 14. He was Clint Hurdle's favorite player of all time. He followed he followed Clint Hurdle here from Denver. He did, and a lot of people said he played more than he should have. Um, what difference does it make? The Pirates. And then Corey Hart, 2015. Sunglasses at night. Who could forget, man? Right. Uh, Juan Nicasio. Uh, and then Corey Dickerson in 2018 and 19, and I believe Corey Dickerson will probably be back for this season. Who knows? At this point, really, who knows? We'll, we're getting to that later, I would imagine. But hmm. uh, I just got the uh, my phone. You heard the ESPN update? Yes. Uh, went off for something that we're going to talk about later. Uh, <laughs> that happened tonight. Um, while we're doing this, uh, in the meantime, though, Matt. We are uh, holding our third annual Super Bowl podcast this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, February 2nd at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. This will be live on uh, Sorgatron Media feed as well as Bold Pittsburgh feed, the Bold Pittsburgh sports feed on Twitter, uh, Bold Pittsburgh on Facebook, Bold Pittsburgh on Instagram, Sorgatron Media uh, feed on the uh, main page as well as Periscope and um, a few other things that Sorg has up his sleeve. So we'll be like video where like a lot of people can see us, which is going to be awesome. We're going to have um, Leroy Dennis uh, as a guest. He is from First Sip Brew Box, uh, which is a cool concept company him and his lovely wife has started. Um, it focuses around the craft beer uh, industry. Uh, unfortunately, he can't send you beer. Um, he can't send you um, coupons for free beers, um, but he'll explain everything what he's gonna able to send you uh, in his uh, packages that you can purchase through him uh, through the website and uh, the Facebook page at First Sip Brew Box. Uh, so it's gonna be a fun time. He's a good dude. That sounds cool. Uh, his uh, he's already mentioned. Hey, he goes. I will do the best I can to keep up with the sports. He goes. My wife knows more than I do. Oh, cool. Bringer. Bring <laughs> well, she's coming as okay. far as I know. And if his wife can't make it, he's got uh, his neighbor who does a lot of barbecue sauces and rubs. And I said, Definitely bring sauce. I said, I said, I said, I said let me know who's who's coming so we can, you know, I said, if you're going to bring your neighbor, we got to have his have his information to tag him and so forth in the um, in, in, in the uh, uh, social media feeds and so forth so everybody knows who's, yeah. who's going to be there. Hell yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, though, Matt uh, – this was a somber, somber weekend. It started off great, uh, and so forth, and then Sunday kind of hit everybody uh, in the gut. Yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, I, I was sitting here watching 
um, golf. Uh, I was watching the final round of the Farmers Open, um, and I was flipping between that and then the Pro Bowl just started. Uh, so I was watching pregame and, and the golf, and, and Amanda texted me and said, hey, she goes, check your Twitter. Um, she goes, um, did Kobe Bryant really die? I'm like, uh, not that I know of. I know he was in the news yesterday because LeBron just passed him on the all-time scoring list. Yeah, right. um, and I, you I know, remember seeing that on online before I you know, went to and, bed And she's Saturday like, well, night. TMZ is reporting that he died. I'm like, I hope they're wrong. She goes, they've been known to before. Yeah. So that's why I started scoping Twitter, and that was the first thing that came across. And then all of a sudden, other stuff started coming across. I'm like, and I'm sitting here like, I'm not putting any stock in this. And I flipped completely to ESPN to watch pregame. Uh, for the Pro Bowl, and I, and I looked at the other ESPN channel, and they were showing um, uh, women's basketball. No, women's basketball. What were they showing? Uh, here or there, they were showing something else. But they, oh, they were showing I, I, X Games. X Games. Yeah, X Games was on too. Yeah, yeah. Pro Bowl was on ESPN. Yeah. I I get ESPN news, so I even right. flipped over to that. So and they were they were showing MMA. Right. So I'm saying I'm like, so I'm just gonna watch like ESPN until something comes through. I'm still scrolling through Twitter, and I'm like, until ESPN comes across and breaks in, I, I, I'm not putting any stock in this. And then, of course, 15 minutes later, uh, ESPN broke in with the sudden update, and I was like, mm. son of a bitch. You're talking like, you you had like a good half hour at least. Between, yeah, oh yeah. Between when Twitter got like set oh, yeah. on fire. Yeah. And like, for me, it was like, I was just sitting in my bed, like, scrolling. And like, you know, you know how, like, I follow a lot of accounts that are like, earnest and like political like activist accounts and then i also follow a lot of accounts that are just trolls who are always trying to post jokes yeah and when you've got like you know like earnest people and like troll people like just posting like the variation of like oh my god and you don't even know what happened but it seems like everybody's like in shock about something and then and then like what the first the first i saw of the tmz tweet was uh was dave bracy twitter uh you know, tweeted that out, and yeah. that was and that was like the first like thing that I saw that was like even attempting to explain everybody else reacting. You know, yeah, and, I, was, and like I and I got and I got up and like I said, I got up, I put on you know ESPN. They didn't even have a crawl, um, so it means it wasn't really it wasn't confirmed by anybody yep. yet. Yeah, TMZ's just out there reporting it, and you know, like the sheriff, you know, wasn't wasn't okay with that. No. Um, not at all. And it's not, it's not a good way to find out about your loved ones. No, not at all. It's uh, really not. You know, and, and also, I mean, it, it was, <clears throat> keep in mind, the West Coast is three hours behind us. So we're sitting here finding this out at, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon when it's 11 a.m. there. Yeah. And apparently the helicopter went down between 10 and 10.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. their time. Yeah. Um, so... It was. So I, I'm going through Twitter like, ah, fuck, this might really be real because then other people that are not trolls and professional athletes that we follow on the Twitter at Bold Sports here and they're sending out their stuff. I'm like, huh. Uh, and then finally, <clears throat> right at the beginning of the Pro Bowl, um, ESPN breaks in and. Mm-hmm does their whole thing and then so it was on ESPN of course ESPN's owned by Disney who also owns ABC and everything so they had the ABC report break in on ESPN mm-hmm. and then that's whenever the ABC reporter fouled up his shit too 
saying that it was Kobe Bryant and his kids. Plural. <laughs> Plural. Which at the time didn't make sense because they were saying there were five people in the helicopter. Right. So that would have meant that like either Kobe or one of the kids was actually flying the helicopter. Kobe's been known to fly his own helicopter. Is that, is that I mean, okay. Uh, Co- Kobe has well over thousands of hours flying time of his own helicopter. Right, but, but you don't know what's going on at this point. Correct. At this I point... I mean, I saw a rumor that Rick Fox was on the helicopter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you don't know, unless you know the character of the person tweeting it, you don't even know yeah. if they're coming from a good place or not. And even even if they're, like, seriously trying to inform you, there's always the chance that they were, like, misinformed. Correct. And there's, so, this, there's just this... So at this point, at this point, we're sitting there thinking, it said, you know, the reporter from ABC said Kobe and his kids were on the plane. Kobe has four kids. <clears throat> they said there was five people down. Kobe has flown and flies his own helicopter. And so I'm like, fuck. Like, I mean, it, it, <clears throat> that that sucks. And whatnot. Then the reports come out further that it was just him and his, I think it's his middle daughter. Second oldest. Yeah, the mid, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, second oldest. He, 17, 13, 8, and 7 months. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, but the worst um, part—the worst part about that—is people were already sharing the like, oh clip, yeah, the clip of them at the basketball game, right? Where he's breaking it down for her, right? Like they were already sharing that, just to show like what a, what a good dad he was. Yeah, and I'm trying to without f- without us even having known that like that daughter was also yeah. on it. With yeah, him. and and you and I were going back and forth on the interwebs on Sunday, of like. Well, this hasn't been said yet. This hasn't been seen yet. We just need to, like, wait till it all comes out. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, <clears throat> it went from five to nine people, mm. um, which is worse. And, you know, <clears throat> I know everybody – I know there's a lot of people out there, and I'll say this as well, is, you know, <clears throat> there's nine people on that helicopter that lost their lives. And no one's life is more important than the others, uh, especially since there was three young children – on that flight that were all around the age of 13-ish. You had a husband and wife with their daughter. You had a uh, a, a teacher uh, by herself. You had another uh, mother with her daughter, Kobe and his daughter, and then the pilot. Yeah. I mean, no one's one's life is worth more than anybody else's. Um, No, but of course... You know... Of course, Kobe and his daughter is going to put <clears throat> be put first because they're the most famous of the. Kobe's the most famous, and his daughter be second. Um, you know, the husband and wife and their daughter that lost their life on this helicopter crash. The husband was a JUCO coach, right? Uh, yeah, for baseball, baseball and yeah. he played in the pros, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and so forth. Uh, they, they were going to uh, the Black Mamba basketball camp. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this is a you know, this is this is like, it's not something abnormal for them either. But th- I mean, this is this is why it's so hard because like, yeah, nobody's life is more important. But to us who don't have anything to do with this helicopter crash, like we we feel like we knew Kobe Bryant because we watched him play. We grew up with Kobe. We, we I mean, he's, he's he's our age. He's our age. He you know he he played high school ball, went straight to the pros. Like you knew about him from the yeah. time that like he was seventeen and I was like fifteen. Um, you know, so you feel like you know him, and you know that even though he's retired, like, he's still doing a lot of work around the game, you know? Like, he won an Oscar. He did. You know, he's got this, like, he had this production 
thing going on. Like he's he's you know he's making like short films, and you know animation and doing podcasts, and you know I I just I feel like it wasn't even like a week or two ago I was thinking like man like, you know like Kobe's still around like he's he's gonna be like you know old and gray like Bill you know, Russell I, somebody. I had, uh, I and like what's that gonna what's it gonna be like? You ever think about that? Like what's it gonna be like when we're like seventy five? You know. It's yeah. like like now when our dads are hanging out and they see like Steve Blass retiring and they're like, oh man, I, you know, like I some, when he someday we're gonna be that age. And yeah. like I always assumed Kobe would be like, you know, some gray-haired dude talking on like, you know, an NBA telecast about like what it used to be like, and I could like be like, yeah, that guy was a good one. You know, I had you a friend know? of mine today uh, post on a Facebook. He said he was at his office and he, you know, balled up a piece of paper, turned around in his chair. And swiveled around his chair to go toss it in the in the waste basket that sits in the corner of his office. Mm-hmm. He said, and there was other people around him, and he just turned around and, and, and flicked it like you know you shoot a fucking paper ball yeah. in the basket. He, he just like rolled out in his chair and rolled back and said, "Yo, Kobe, you know, because that's what it was. It's like it was in. It's guaranteed in. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, and he's not the first one to. Do it. Um, there was a video that was posted from Justin Thomas um, at the um, PGA Championship. Um, two years ago, and he was stuck in the trees, and he's stuck in the trees on the PGA Championship. Now, yeah, this is golf, but he lines up. He looks at the shot. He lines up, and before he hits the, before he takes a swing, he just yells, "Kobe!" Boom! Blasts it through the trees and comes around and snakes it around the corner and rolls it up onto the green. Because yeah. that's what you did when you did something great. That's what you, you know. Um, I had a friend of mine earlier tonight, and um. You know, he's a buddy of mine. We bust each other's balls. We tell some bad jokes that and so forth. And uh, he texts me, and he texts me a, a, a joke, and I was like, yeah, not funny. Um, and he's like, sorry. I'm like, yeah. I was like, you know, <clears throat> I, was like, I really don't get too choked up about celebrity deaths a lot. This is one of two in the most recent years. Uh, and honestly, I think these are the only, t- the, the only two celebrity deaths that I've gotten choked up about, which the other one was Anthony Bourdain. Um, yeah, that was that was tough. Uh, really. Just because I'm a lifer in the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. and he was a lifer in the restaurant industry, and he's done more drugs than I have, and still survived, and you know he's living on he lived a life and got to travel and eat all this food, and make all this food, and everything else, and he took himself out, um, yeah, well. which upsets me uh, yeah. because he, you know, and, and you don't know somebody's mental state. Obviously, you see that, right? And that, um, and that yeah, and that that can be very know, personal for a lot of people, right. even, even though you didn't know the, that right. person. Uh, I mean, but the, the the helicopter thing, that's just like... It's I know to, like, me and you, it seems like, oh, well, like, a helicopter. Like, that's unusual. It's not an everyday means of travel. But for people who it is their everyday means of travel, like... Think how about all the people who died in a helicopter. Right, but think... No, I'm thinking... Think Alan Kowicki? Yeah. Davey Allison? Yeah. Those are NASCAR drivers. They died mm-hmm. in helicopter crashes. Um, uh, didn't one of the Kennedys die in a helicopter crash? Um... No, JFK Jr. was a plane crash. Okay, he was a plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. But he was, like, you know, self-piloting. And that's another big risk factor that us normal people don't don't consider. I I thought JFK Jr. might have been a skiing incident. Just think about, like, whatever risky thing you do. You know? (laughs) Like, you ride a motorcycle, you know, or you ride a scooter or bike in traffic. 
You know, like, you expect that it's just going to work normal like it always does. Because you know every day that you go day? out, you come back safe. You know what? Until the one day that you don't. You know what? The, I'm sure Kobe Bryant wasn't thinking, like, I might die today. Right, no. no. You know, neither no was his 13-year-old daughter. Neither was the uh, couple with their 13-year-old no, daughter. No, the 13-year-old daughter who has ne- a dad no, who flies ne- in Neither was the, the principal from the school. Neither yeah. was the other mother and the... Uh, uh, child either. Neither was so, a helicopter pilot. So I'm saying, like, people relate to that. Like, even if yeah. you don't, like, care about basketball, like, you relate, yeah, I you relate, relate to the knowledge that, like, oh I relate God. to it that he was 41 years old. He's my fucking age. I'm 41 next month. Mm-hmm. Less than, less than, less than a month. Right. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, and, you know, he graduated high school the same year I did. Mm. And... He started playing the NBA when he was 18. He was drafted when he was 17. Mm. You know, I was playing baseball, you know, and I wanted to, you know, and he went through all the way through. And you know what? I wanted to be the Kobe of baseball, but you know what? I couldn't. Mm. What is it? I didn't try hard enough. Maybe I couldn't come back from injury or whatever. But that's what it was. And there's I natural, mean, there's like natural gift though. I mean, yeah. Oh, oh, no, he's a he fucking a genius. genius. When like, it comes to breaking down a basketball game, when it comes to breaking down a defense, when it comes into to, you know, the basketball term of breaking people's ankles, mm-hmm. you know, he was dope when he did that shit. But I mean, like, um, you I, know, like he was, like, he he was like, like he he put his whole self into like everything that he did. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you're all in or you're all like, out. Like he did, you know. I mean, he was smart. Like there was a story about him and his high school English teacher that I remember. I remember hearing about that years ago. That like you know, like he she like taught him to like love poetry, you know. And he's got he's got all these. He diverse spoke interests. four fucking languages yeah. fluently. Like, AC Milan soccer team. They honored him at their stadium tonight because Good. He, was, he was a big fan of that team. And like some some players on other teams did did their own tributes like. um Neymar, who plays for Paris Saint Germain, like he, um, you know, he held up the two four after he scored a penalty kick. I did on, see that. On, uh, I did see that. That on was on Saturday, on... and it was like I mean Saturday night, like. No, 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 that was Sunday night. Was it Sunday? It night? was Sunday night. Okay. It was after everything. Yeah. Um, so that so there was there's that whole thing. Um, you know, and then you had the Seattle Sonics game that was played. Like the players are finding out Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know. In the time zone change that that Kobe had died and so forth, and they were, yeah. you know, going nuts. Yeah, you couldn't really cancel the game. It was yeah, like, at that point you couldn't. Have, I mean, they've only canceled one game way. so far. Then that's yeah. the game that was tonight. Well, that was the Lakers and Clippers yeah, that game, was the Lakers Clippers game. Which yeah, you, they're you, having a funeral. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's they're like, not even having a funeral yet. They're, 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 no, but I'm saying you know, like, they're you still know, having. They're having mourning. But I'm saying that's like a really? family. That's like a family. Yeah, they're planning um, for a large family funeral right exactly. now. Exactly. Can't you can't expect the Lakers um, to to be but, playing but on what, Tuesday? But what the Sonics, or sorry, the Raptors game uh-huh. did, you know, whenever they tipped off the ball and each team took the 24 second shot mm-hmm. uh, penalty. Yeah. Every game that played on Sunday did that. Well, I saw one game where they did like the 24 and then the eight. Yeah. Well, the one kid the, did the eight. Yeah, the, but, I mean yeah. that comes up. Who even remembers that that's a rule? You know, most of us college college preferring he did, he, he did the basketball eight, fans he did the eight second don't realize back, that it's an eight yeah, second and not back, a ten yeah, second. Eight, eight like, second yeah. backcourt violation. Yeah, uh, because so, Kobe wore number eight. And I remember more of number eight than I do twenty four. Um, and that's yeah. where Mark Cuban comes through. And Mark Cuban, Mount Lebanon, uh, born and raised Mount Lebanonite. 
here in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, owns the Dallas Mavericks and so forth. I've met Mark Cuban several occasions. I, I see his mom more often than not mm. um, here in town. And, um, you know, he came out and said that no one on the Mavericks will ever wear 24 again. Awesome. I tweeted him and said, hey, don't forget about number eight. Mm. You know, because I remember him more of eight than I did 24. I don't even know when he switched to 24. I always thought Kobe was eight until somebody said, no, he's I was like, who's 24? Like, Kobe? I'm like, what the fuck's Kobe wearing 24 for? Like, that's what he wore in high school. I'm like, okay. But he was number eight. <laughs> but they had a 33 jersey that they were showing on. Well, the 33 jersey they were showing was the big 33. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's and that's another whole angle. Like, you know, we're, we're dragging on here with this. But, like. Yeah. I, I, we're, oh, we're dragging on, and I'm okay with dragging on with it. We might have to get some other stuff short, or we just run over here or there. He came here with the McDonald's All American. The only time in Pittsburgh was with mm-hmm. the McDonald's All American, and that was um, played at the Civic Arena, and they held the dunk competition at Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. Yep. Um, and he was in a dunk competition. I just watched the videos of it. Uh, Albie Oxenreiter uh, interviewed him. Uh, so did um, <clears throat> John Steigerwald interviewed him as well. Uh, and then, um, ah, shit. Uh, who's the other sports caster from back in the day that's no longer with anybody? Um, Sam Nover? <sighs> no, it wasn't Sam Nover. Uh, Bill Hillgrove? No, it wasn't Bill Hillgrove. There's one other one. Here, I'll, it'll come to me later. Jack Junker? I mean, he's with somebody. Stan Saverin. Stan Saverin? He's still with somebody. Yeah, he's with AT&T Sportsnet. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But he's not with any of the local affiliates. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and they interviewed Kobe and, and whatnot. And he was in high school. He was a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. He's playing the McDonald's All-American game. Mm. And they held it that year in Pittsburgh. They had Pacific it in Arena. Pittsburgh a lot. They, I yeah, went they, to it at least yeah. two times. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I went to it once. I went one year when Dante Calabria from Blackhawk was playing. Okay. With like a bunch of other notables from all over the country. I don't think I was there the Kobe year. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think so. That, that um, would have been my senior year of high this, school. This, so, my... Yeah. my my best memories, like I have two like memories of actually watching him play, that stand out above all the rest. Like one was his final game. No, oh, yeah, sixteen like, obviously, points. It was Come a big on. night. It was the last night of the season. Obviously, um, they had like dueling games on ESPN one and two because the Warriors were going for their record like setting number of wins. And um, how about Michael Wilbon? Yeah, said that he had two games to choose from. He says, "Do I go to Kobe's last game in L.A. or do I go to?" Uh, the record-setting uh, um, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, he said. And a lot of the sports writers went to Golden State Warriors for that game. Yeah, he said and that game got over early, and they all sat and they turned on the big jumbotron inside yeah. the arena, and everybody watched Kobe's final minutes of the mm-hmm. game. And he said the whole arena stayed and watched Kobe on the big screen after the Warriors just set the the the, the win record. Um, yeah. Which is kind of like, you know, two years ago, whenever everybody stayed at Heinz Field to watch the Cleveland Browns game in Baltimore, and if the Browns would have won, the Steelers would have went to the playoffs. And everybody stayed to watch that. Even the players sat in the field and watched it. Yeah, it was sad you when know, they didn't make it. But, 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 but you know. so the Warriors set their all-time record, and then they stayed and put the, the Kobe's game on in an opposing arena, in a, in a fucking same conference arena. Yeah. And everybody stayed and watched it. What's that tell you about that fucking guy right there? Well, everybody loved Kobe. Right. And, like, the, the other game that stood out for me was early in his career. Earlier, anyway. Was that the 82 game? The, no, it was the 2002 Western Conference Finals. Game six. Against Sacramento. 
it was um it was like it was it was like a Friday night in Pittsburgh and it was summer you know we had we had those like late spring early summer type thunderstorms roll right. through like about half the East End was without power. See, I was living in Jersey. Okay. No, I was in New York City at the time. Dude, all right, so so like like half the East End had no power. Like Shady Side, like Ellsworth and Walnut were dark. Okay. Uh, one of the only places that did have power and like a concentration of bars was Regent Square. <laughs> so it was like it, still does. it was like half the East End was like showed up at Murphy's that night, and like the game started at nine thirty. Um, the the bar was just way more packed than usual. And because, like, the weather was so bad and the power was out, it, it had that, that real, like, kind of vibe. Just to begin with, you know, like, the, it was almost like a snow day kind of vibe. You know, like, people who were so fortunate as to, like, not have a tree, like, you know, toppled on their property <laughs> could go out and, like, you know, maybe, like, you know, watch some TV at a bar because their power's out at home. So we're already there having a good time, and there's this NBA game on. And, like, tell me when was the last time you were in a bar in Pittsburgh with a bunch of people, like, standing up in front of a TV and, like, screaming about the NBA? Um, the last time the Spurs were in the playoffs and DeWan Blair was playing for him. Okay. Well, this was way before that. <coughs> yeah, This was way obviously. before that, and there weren't anybody on either team from Pittsburgh. Like, Kobe Bryant... I mean, he was he was part of it. I mean, Shaq was part of it. So was Chris Webber, Jason Kidd, everybody who played for both teams. Big part of it. Shaq, I looked up the stats to the game on Sunday while, like, I was watching all the coverage. Like, Shaq scored, like, 41 points in that game. But I remember Kobe hitting some, like, clutch free throws down the stretch. And I actually remember trying to jinx him. And I, like, just turned to this girl next to me who I didn't even know. And I was just like, you know, Kobe sucks, right? <laughs> Which is just, like, totally, like... Like the like worst like pickup line I think I've ever tried to use, <laughs> and she's like Kobe doesn't suck, and then he like made all his free throws in the Lakers one. Ah, well, so you know that's a see. So you have a Kobe memory. That's my Kobe memory. That's your Kobe memory. I, I questioned his greatness and I struck out. Um, you know, I just watching him play over the years. I, I, I watched that eighty point game. I watched his last game where he scored sixty. Um, I watched him play over the years and just. Just dominate. Um, uh, until recent memory, whenever they started bringing up on ESPN, I forgot about whenever he blew his fucking Achilles out, mm-hmm. limped out onto the court, made two free throws, and then limped his ass to the uh, locker room. Yeah. And with no help. Mm-hmm. You know, I forgot about that. Um, I remember seeing it on ESPN, and I it was brought back to me. Um, but no, I... Uh, do you remember when Kobe made an appearance on Boy Meets World? I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that goes... Yes, I remember that, man. Kobe wow. made an appearance on Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. It was on TGIF, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he took um, he took Brandy to the prom. He did. Um, well, it, it started off as... as um, they were playing basketball in the gym, mm-hmm. and he said, we can beat you guys. You know, and he says, well, we're down a player. He says, can I get any player... From our area, that's these guys' age group. Like, yeah, and then he pulls Kobe Bryant in and he says, hey, you said any player from our area that's our age group, he counts. You know, and, you know. Meets World was big on that, like, <laughs> like surprise celebrity guest. Yeah, right? Remember, remember the one with Vader from the WWF? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, the I one mean, kid at school turns out, oh, yeah, my dad's Vader. But, all right. Cool. 
Um, but no, it's it's very sad. It's very disheartening that um, we've been watching like three nights now of like tributes at games, and it still just doesn't seem real, right? You know, it it's, it doesn't seem real. I can't imagine what his family's actually going through. No, I don't even think it none of his like family really has even talked whatsoever. Well, and, I mean, and, and they owe us nothing, of course. They owe they and owe TM, us nothing. TMC can. You know, TMC. I'm sure. Go- I'm sure there's probably reporters of some type s- sitting outside of his house waiting for something. Yeah. Well. And, and I, I hope they should go trick or treating at Antonio Brown's house. Yeah. I, 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 seriously, I, I think that they just need to be left alone. The family is in a situation. There is the mom and dad. That the dad was the JUCO coach. His wife and daughter run a helicopter. They have a son that was at home that is now parentless and siblingless. Oh Jesus. Uh, which is. What the fuck? You're like 14 yeah. years old or 15 years old, and both your parents and your sister died in a helicopter crash, and all that's getting talked about is Kobe Bryant. I, it's got to suck. Yeah, it's got to be know, horrible. It's horrible that there's nine people in this incident that lost their lives, and we're talking about Kobe because he's the most starved the the whole thing, but... Um, you know, there's other people and other families that are um, involved in this, um, as well as young children that should not, um, that they should have no bearing on and so forth. But other than that, folks, uh, we're going to take a break right now, and we will come back after these messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. We'll be back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our second segment here at Bold Sports, episode 112. Um, Apologize for running over on our first segment, but it just had to be done. Um, Now we're going to move on to Matt and all the soccers. All right, so in soccer today, we're we're, we're taping on a Tuesday here. Yeah. Um, We've been good and consistent on Tuesdays. Yeah, it's, well, thanks, which is, which thanks works. to my work schedule, and I, it seems like your work schedule. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Tuesdays should be slow in your industry. <laughs> this time um, of year, yeah. So, yeah, you know, and it's, yeah. So we're doing all right. Now, in soccer, Tuesday, Wednesday are like big midweek days for, for teams. Because like, if you play it on Saturday, you get like, you know, Sunday, Monday off, and then you can play again on Tuesday. If you play it on Sunday, you play again on Wednesday. Now, today was the second leg of one semifinal of the Carabao Cup, which Carabao is just an energy drink. Um, it's the League Cup, which is not as big as the Open Cup. They don't they don't let everybody in the tournament. It's only teams from the top four leagues. All right. So it doesn't last as long as the FA Cup, and it's usually wrapped up, you know, by like around now. Except for you know they'll, they'll play the final in like next month sometime probably um so anyway aston villa beat leicester in the 93rd minute uh four minutes of stoppage time were added um so that was pretty exciting and then tomorrow man city plays man united um but man city opened such a big lead in the first leg that it's going to be really hard for united to climb back especially the way that united is kind of in turmoil um I didn't read a ton about it, but I was noticing on the ticker today before I came over here that Manchester United's CEO has been terrorized in his home by disgruntled supporters of the team. Um, some somebody threw some flares 
Huh. In, into his, like, yard, like, over his security fence into the yard. Now, this is... Well, that'll wake you up. This is not the, the owner. This is not the owner of the team. The owners of Man United are the Glazer family, who also own Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. Uh, they're not very popular, because they're kind of absentee landlords about the whole deal. Um, <laughs> but, but they have this They have this guy who's the CEO, who's been taking a lot of heat for just a disarray around the team, and how they just can't seem to, like, build a juggernaut like they used to be able to. So, fans are upset. Um... But again, they're not going after the owner because they can't. So this would be the equivalent of, like, Pirate. And again, I'm not encouraging anything. But this would be the equivalent of Pirates fans throwing flares at the house of Travis Williams. And again, I'm not encouraging anything. I don't even know if he's renting or if he's bought a home yet in the area. So better to just always never throw flares at anyone, but also especially not Travis Williams. Don't make Pirates fandom, like... Manchester United fandom. It's not I, worth the I, added. I think you're, you, you'll I, I take think years off your life. I think your Pirates equivalent would probably be Joe Musgrove because he's one that wants to be on the team and is trying his best and so forth, but is just stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, see, I think in Man, on, in Man United terms, that player would probably be, mm, I would say, Marcus Rashford. Okay. Like, you know he's he's still young and got a lot of good years ahead of him, and he's doing everything he can, and he's producing. Um, whereas like Paul Pogba, who they they can't seem to get rid of because his contract is too huge and he doesn't <laughs> we'll produce talk about, that much. We'll talk about getting. Rid I of think the Pirates contracts. might have gotten rid of their Paul Pogba uh, this week. We'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Uh, but yeah. Um, so what do we? Uh, I didn't even check into. Oh, one other soccer thing: the women's uh, Olympic qualifying started tonight. Oh, how'd that go? And uh, U.S. women beat Haiti 4-0. Go figure. US if the U.S. women don't you... qualify for the Olympics, we have real problems. Right, because the U.S. women's soccer program is a lot better than the U.S. men's soccer and program. And the, the women just won the World Cup. The women just won the World Cup. Now, there's the second, a, obviously second an Second time consecutive or second two time? Two in a row, yeah. Yeah. Now, there's, you can't... In, in soccer, they don't it strictly adhere to amateurism like they do in other Olympic sports. Like, you know, you, you are allowed to earn a paycheck during the summer. Well, yeah. And because then go we, join an Olympic well, squad. Well, because we've seen the, the dream team, obviously. Yeah. You it's, know, not, it's not to that extent. You know, we've seen the, the, the baseball women's, players. The women's U.S. soccer team is like the dream team. Yeah. Um, what they are doing, what they do in soccer, they'll, they'll, I think you might be allowed to have, like, two or three players above the age of 23, you know, that, that are kind of like your, your veteran you know, allowances, but then the rest has to be people from, you know, not like the senior national team necessarily. Or they just have to be under a certain age. But it's, it doesn't seem to matter because, like, right now, women's soccer in the U.S. is... It's killing. You know. It is. Other, other countries are making games, but, you know. Uh, I didn't check into anything going on with the Riverhounds this week. Um, I saw a new signing today. Oh. Um, what we got? I'll pull it up. He's from North Macedonia, which I can't wait to talk to my friend Ben about it because Ben used to live in North Macedonia. Macedonia, um, correct me if I'm wrong, is Eastern Europe, and it used to be part of the USSR. No, it was part of Yugoslavia, which okay. was not aligned. Well, it was not aligned with the USSR, but it was yeah. still Eastern Europe, and it was still underneath mm -hmm. the, uh, you know... Um, they were a communist country, but the, again, they were not aligned with Soviet communism. They used different principles and practices than, like, you know, Stalin necessarily would have advocated, and they didn't always get along. Anyway, uh, neither here nor there. This is certainly not a podcast about communist theory. Um, 
just I'm just looking By for all means. I'm just looking for this signing that I just read about. Um, but anyway, he's he's a defender. He's played in like Bosnia and Estonia and um, I forget where else in Europe. Um, he's he's a defender who Bob Lilly says also has attacking um, capabilities. Um, well, that, but they still haven't replaced like the the guys up top. No, they still haven't replaced Toby. Uh, Toby Adewoli. Toby Adewoli and um, uh, the other stud. Was it Forbes? We talked about this last. No, time. Um, yeah, uh, Toby Adewoli and um, the other stud that had two hat tricks last year. Um, All I know is that Steven Dos Santos is their number ten. Okay, I will. It will come to me on who. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to find it right here. We're thinking here he about. is. Okay. Jaleel Asani is the new defender. And he comes to the Riverhounds um, from North Macedonia. He's played in Albania. He's played in North Macedonia. Which, by the way, North Macedonia, in case you haven't heard of it, it's Macedonia. Right. But the Greeks made them change the name of their country. Okay. Because there's also an area in Greece called Macedonia. And they consider it, like, The promised land. You know, it'd be like if Canada was just like, we're going to call this area, like, Vermont. (laughs) And we'd be like, no, we already have a Vermont. You can call it North Vermont. Or otherwise, we're just going to, like, block you from all the major trade deals and you're going to basically be under embargo. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But I have a good friend who, like, works on that stuff, you know. he's He lived in that country for many years. Um, So, yeah, Jalil Asani... And he's played for teams in Bosnia. Russia was his most recent. He, he played in the Russian second tier. So, um, slightly better weather here. Welcome to Pittsburgh. There it is. So that's your soccer rundown from Mr. Matt over here. And it always has all the soccers all the time. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, one of my favorite sports. Uh, to play as well as to watch. Uh, this past weekend was the um, Torrey Pines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines uh, in Southern California, San Diego. Uh, Mark Leishman uh, won the uh, uh, the tournament this past weekend. He had a great push from John Rahm. Uh, John Rahm uh, had a putt for Eagle um, that resembled the putt that he had for Eagle in 2017. The difference is, this putt for Eagle needed to make for a tie to go and play overtime holes. Uh, in 2017, John Rahm needed a birdie to tie uh, to go play extra holes, but made the putt for Eagle. So at Torrey Pines, the 18th hole, uh, there's a little pond in front of the green. And the 18th hole placement is to the left of the green at the bottom of a slope that's in at the top there in front of the pond. And if you go off the green, hopefully in front of the pond, hopefully the rough would keep your ball up, but most likely it's going to go into the water. Um, so this putt Rom had uh, in 2017 and this weekend, um, he came in. On his second shot, it is a par five. He came out on the second shot, uh, and the ball landed at the top left of the green, which is above the slope. 
uh, in 2017, he made the putt, which is a double breaker, and uh, went in uh, for Eagle to win right there instead of having to putt for birdie and go to extra holes. Um, this year, uh, he was faced with the same putt. They, they actually put the map over top of from 17 to this year, and his ball was literally about 12 inches to the right of where his ball was in 2017. Um, this year, unfortunately, he shorted the putt. Mm. And not by much. Like, literally like three inches. Um, and uh, that left Mark Leishman, who was on the first tee, um, just hitting bucket of balls to keep warm. Uh, he was hitting wedge shots just to keep warm in case that they go into playoffs. Um, now... The fog was a big issue this week at Torrey Pines. Um, it rolled in early, and it lingered throughout the day. They had a lot of uh, late starts. Uh, still got the tournament in on time. Still made all the TV coverage. It was great. I loved to watch it. It was awesome. Um, Tiger finished ninth in this tournament. Uh, he had a $50,000 putt. Mm. He had a putt that he missed uh, on the 17th green. Uh, which cost him fifty grand because if he would have made that putt, he would have finished at one spot higher, and that spot higher that he would have finished was the difference in fifty. That'd be grand. like me, like buying a twenty dollars <laughs> scratch ticket, though. Right. I mean, uh, it's a guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like you buy a twenty dollars scratch ticket, scratch win. it off, and you didn't win shit. It's like none of them. Yeah. None of the numbers match. Oh well. <laughs> Back to the ice cream um, shop. Yeah. Um, he missed that in the placing. Uh, next week, the PGA heads to Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, in the Phoenix Open. I didn't see Tiger or Mickelson in the lineup as of yet. Uh, Tiger, I guess, is laying low. Phil, though, I believe is playing on the European Tour somewhere in Dubai. Mm. I, I think he has that on his schedule. Uh, I'm not sure, but that's subject to change. That's interesting because Dubai is not even in Europe. Right, but it's the European tour. They have to go somewhere too. Europe's not any warmer than the uh, northeastern United uh, States. I know. So if you want to play golf, like and like we said, you know, like that that area, like people from the states, like we we tend to think that the only reason you would ever go to that part of the world is if you're like deployed. <laughs> but if you're from Europe and you like want to fly from like London to India, like like many folks actually do, <laughs> it's warm. like it's a really nice place to stop over. Um, I, I have many friends who who stopped in Dubai on their way to or from. Um, you know, India or Japan, and um, yeah, like you know, I had one beats, friend that spent stopping in Russia. <laughs> I, 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 I had a friend of mine that spent five days in Qatar yeah. or Qatar, however mm -hmm. you want to pronounce it. Yeah, uh, because he didn't, he wouldn't get home to the states and back to the Middle East in on his leave time from the military. So yeah. they decided to go to Qatar and chill on a beach. You know, yeah. um, they had to deal with the rules of the country at that point in time, but. Whatever. If you can, if you can, you know, be sober and not horny, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get to ski indoors, yeah, right? <laughs> and that's on, the trade-off. And you like, can lay on a beach, and, and like you, you get informed, and, informed consent. You know, like everybody knows um, the rules. It's not like, but it's not like you go to Disney World. Did you see? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm you. sure you're on. You're on Twitter as much as I am. And I don't know. Watch, I'm probably on it too much. And you're and you <laughs> you saw the tiger number two hole, right? No. Uh, the so, okay. So Sunday, the last round of the tournament. Tiger tees off he's, and, and whatnot. He gets on number two. Number two is a par four. And he tees, he tees off. He's out in the middle of the fairway. It's about 175 yards from the pin. He hits his club. And the ball bounces twice. Hits the flag stick. Goes into the cup. 
and then he had enough spin on the ball that it spun back out of the cup. Oh. Uh, saw it on. I, I watched it live. Then I watched the replays, and then they slowed it down into super slow motion, where the ball was down in the cup, and then it just kept spinning and spun its way back up the flagstick and back out of the cup. I'm, you, know, you know, I don't play enough golf to say that ever <laughs> happened to me, but I've done that on a pool table, <laughs> and it sucks. I've done it on a pool table. I've not done it on a golf course. <laughs> I've done a. I've hit the flagstick on a golf course, and my ball kicked off. You know. 10, 15 yards the opposite direction because yeah. I hit the flagstick. Um, I've had my ball on a golf course hit the top of the flagstick and it stopped it and it dropped it straight down and left me a one-inch putt, but never. And the flagstick stopped me from being way over yonder. Uh, hmm. But um, I've never had it go into the hole and then spin back out here or there. That's what happened to Tiger on the second hole. The PGA Tour, please check those folks out this weekend. Waste Management Tour, that starts on Thursday. And you that's know, Waste Management... It, it yeah. used to be Waste Management. It's now being so open. Sorry. It's still the stadium course uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. or yeah, yeah, Phoenix, Arizona. It's the stadium course where everybody gets loud and rambunctious, where they encourage it. Other than... The Ryder Cup or the Presidents Cup. This is the only tournament throughout the year that it's encouraged to get loud and rowdy. And I feel like Scottsdale so is like low key one of the most hammered cities in America. This is uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, but, but yeah, but yeah. everyone, everyone yeah. who golf's has like a place in Scottsdale. Oh yeah, um, and a lot of baseball players are down there. And, mm-hmm. You know, and, Phil Mickelson um, went to Arizona State. Yeah, you know, and they party. Yeah, they do. And I've I've seen a few like Diamondbacks games on cable. Oh, yeah. Through my work and a few Phoenix Coyotes games through my work. They get and it in. They seem to advertise a. You know how Pittsburgh, like, you can't, like, swing a dead cat without seeing a personal injury lawyer ad? <laughs> in in Phoenix and Scottsdale, it's like DUI. It's all DUI. I'm not I'm not joking. They well, don't have Edgar Snyder. They have, like, like Bobby Breathalyzer. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, you know what? Honestly, anymore, and I'll mention this, and you can run with it, whatever you want. If you get a DUI in this day and age, it's your fucking fault. Yeah. There is way too many options. Not only are you irresponsible and stupid, but you also hate the working class. Because you could pay somebody who makes $6 an hour to drive your ass to wherever it is you need to get your drunk ass You know, uh, in Pittsburgh, you know... We have a lot of bars that we can you walk to. Tipping Matt, the fuck Matt, out you, of and I, you, you and I live in the neighborhoods, and we planned our living spaces based on can we walk to a bar? Yes or no? I mean, it's a little different. I you got know, I got very lucky. I got I, I was about I was about to buy a house in Overbrook, Steve. Oh shit! You it's have not been you can't walk anywhere from no Overbrook. you you can't um, um, without going up a steep hill or down a steep hill. Like the right um, aid on fifty one would have been like my my beacon. There's a bar behind the radio 51. Yeah, but, but there's no way it would have been a good um, situation for anybody. But correct. Like, the market being what it is, like, yes, I'm very yeah. glad that yeah. I got where I got. Uh, I mean, you and I have bars within walking distance of our houses, which is awesome. Uh, also, with Lyft and Uber, um, you know, there's no reason that anyone should be getting DUIs anymore. Um, be responsible, folks. Do you ever take an Uber or Lyft to golfing? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, that's never happened to me. Like, I, when I was driving, like, I totally <coughs> wouldn't have been weird if, like, I pulled up to a stop and somebody, like, came out with a golf bag and was like, hey, you mind if we, like, throw my, my like, bag in your trunk? I would yeah. have been like, awesome, you're golfing? Cool. You yeah. Know? 
But uh, like, it's never come that. up. I've, I've had kids and I've had like service dogs, but I've, I never had a golf. Yeah, I've I've called my uh, I've called Lyft. I, I like to use Lyft more than Uber because I like the people that drive for Lyft more. And they, same. I mean, um, I, it's, that's weird. I I can't say it's not fair for me to say because I never use Uber. Right. I'm only ever in an Uber if someone else is paying. Me too. And so the last time that happened was New Year's Eve. Yeah, I, I, I choose the guy Lyft. Was nice I choose fine. Lyft over Uber, but actually, I, our I, Uber driver on New Year's had a uh, Mercedes with like all leather interior. That's it was really nice. Pretty, you're, you're like <laughs> not puking here, man. And he was just take, he just took us um, from like like slap shots back to Brookline and like yeah. looped, looped through like part of Brookline to drop someone but off. But no, I tell you how my Lyft. So nice. I, I tell you my Lyft driver show up and, and and I put like in a little message. Um, have a golf bag. Yeah. So, either they have an SUV or a vehicle with a trunk, and if they say, yeah. "Hey, my trunk's full," yeah, because they have a kid seat or something. Right. In yeah, there. you never know. I'm like, yeah. "Hey, I will lay it on the back seat." Yeah. And if you have a leather interior, I'm like, I will put my like golf towel down if they're like, I have a, I have a step stand at the bottom of my golf bag. I'm like, I'll make sure that I don't get, tear your seat. Yeah. And I'm gonna sit in the front. Mm. You know. You know, and, and they're like, "Oh, that's cool, no problem." Yeah. I tell you, put it in like guys' SUVs backs. Yeah, I, I, I take, I've taken Lyft to golf several times because I'm meeting guys down there, and I'm mm. gonna eat and drink and play golf, and then either my lovely lady comes and picks me up, or one of their wives comes and picks us up, mm-hmm. or I ride home with one of them. I and mean, you might even like if you're just playing by yourself and not getting crazy, like you might I, not want to walk to Lebo. Well, no, I mean, yeah. I'll walk to Lebo because it's less, it's .75 miles well, maybe from maybe you walk door. nine and then you don't want to walk home. I don't walk nine. I take a cart when I get there. Oh, okay. Um, but usually when I play Lebo, Amanda rides me up in the morning and I walk home and it's all downhill. Someday next summer we should walk from here, go play nine walking. And I, I can play, if I practice, I can play Lebo walking and it won't be a disaster. Like when I was right. going... When the, the summer that I went, like, five times with Mike, mm. like, the fifth time we went, we played nine at Lebo without a cart, and we were fine. That was whatever Mike had his thing. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. But that doesn't excuse my, like, drastic improvement in play. No. <laughs> I bet you now if we called Mike and said, hey, you want to go play, he fucking couldn't play. He couldn't hit the ball to the tee. I, you know. I bet you if, I, if we called him and said, go play tomorrow, he couldn't hit the ball to the tee. Well, tomorrow's he actually would probably beat us tomorrow because he would show up in like shorts and flip flops, in like the thirty degree. Like because that's how Mike is all day every day. <laughs> He'd be like, uh, is, it, is it sleeting? I didn't notice. Like, all right, folks, we're gonna go ahead and get this in, and we're gonna go ahead and take another break. We have the Pittsburgh Penguins. How about those motherfuckers get Man. like a week and a half off, right? Yeah, everybody. Um, the first bye week, the, the first year they did the bye weeks, it was a disaster because they tried to spread them out too much. And it, it gave everybody, like, a condensed schedule. Like, you got a, a week off, but you also had a week where you had to play, like, five games in seven nights. Yeah. Um, so they switched it up, and now it's, like, half the teams were given, like, time off before the All-Star break, and the other half were given time off after the All-Star break. Like, I know Buffalo just came back into action tonight. Um, New Jersey started up last night. Penguins don't play again until Friday. Correct. So uh, the Pens are on the bye week. Um as of right now, and then they have the All-Star break in there, so their bye week and then the All-Star break gives them the extended time. No other team got extended time. The Pens got the extended time. Well, they need it. Um, and and they, since the league right, is right, right, right so. with the Penguins and they want the Penguins to be good. Right. Um, uh, Jari got lit up in the <laughs> in the All-Star game uh, that they had. 
Uh, Latang uh, was captain of uh, the team there for the Metropolitan Division. Uh, didn't have that big of an impact. Um, did you watch any of the All Star Game? Any of the, the uh, shootout? I or, didn't watch any of it. Or, or any of the the uh, the day before when they do the skills competition. The skills competition. The skills competitions. Awesome as always. I you know what I was I was watching the news on some of the local news on Sunday and they were showing the. Um, Jari made it to the finals in the goalie skills. Well, I didn't see any highlights of the skills competition except for uh, was it Brady Kachuk? Mm-hmm. In his like um, Cardinals good. jersey. Yep. Okay, because obviously, like you know, son of Keith Kachuk, grew up in St. Louis. Yep. Um, you know, he's back in his hometown and he's and he's repping his local baseball team, as one does when their local baseball team gives a crap about trying to win titles. Um, yeah. So anyway, I saw that highlight, and like he was doing the thing where they were shooting from like up on the platform in the upper deck, trying to get it on the ice. Um, I made a joke on Sunday about how, like, I thought they should have let the, the, the high school all-stars do it. You know how they had the high school all-star game this past weekend? Yep. <laughs> how cool would that be? If you're, like, if you were, like, 16 and your coach is like, hey, like, Whippy will call it, and they, they want to know if you'd be interested in standing up <laughs> in, like, the steep stairs at the top of the PPG Paints Arena and just, like, whacking pucks down onto the ice. For prizes, would you be interested in that? Like, what sixteen-year-old would say no to that? Right. It's like you said, it'd be like, dude, perfect. But like, you know, Yinzer. Yeah. It's like Yinzer, dude, perfect. Um, Jari again, like I said, uh, in the skills competition, made it to the finals and the goalie um, breakaway uh, stops. Um, he lost in the skills competition. In the game itself, they played the first period because. How they do it is they do the the Metro in the East, and then they play the Central and the Pacific, or the sorry, yeah, the Central and the Pacific. Yeah, it's like a Final Four type and, and, setup. And, yeah. yeah, and um, I, I just want the NHL All Star Game. Go back East and West. East call and it a West. fucking day. Why are you fucking shit up NHL? East I know you want to make it more fan friendly. You know what? Make it more fan friendly. Do your skills competition. Have East and West. Call it a day. Let's have a twenty-five to twenty-two fucking game, and yeah, I would actually, what it is. I would actually submit that at least for the duration of the All Star break, that they revert to the old conference names. So they all, ah, Campbell's you know, and Wales. So they'd have to come out in like Prince of Wales and Campbell mm, yeah, Conference jerseys. That'd be awesome, you know. Uh, also, this year they implemented they had the uh, U.S. Women's and U.S. Canadian. Or sorry, U.S. Women's and the Canadian. The U.S. Canadian, yeah, those, the U.S. Those women's fifth columnists, yeah, yeah, and those, the, those and, and the Canadian, and, and the Canadian women's team uh, play a game after the skills competition, uh, which that was more interesting than a fucking NHL All Star game itself. Yeah, just real uh, hockey. Just regular, it was real hockey. Regular just, hockey, like your grandpa would recognize. Yeah. Um, the Pens are on break until Friday uh, when the Flyers come into town. Um, and then also the Pens uh, today signed defense uh, Marcus uh, Peterson. Uh, they agreed to a five-year um, deal with him to extend his contract. Um, so we have that. Okay. What else did you see? Anything going on hockey this week that you that was notable for you? I mean, like like I said, I know that the, the Devils came back. They did. And they played Ottawa. Ottawa played back-to-back games, and uh, they lost one and they won one. Um, I guess Ottawa's decent this year. Jersey's bad. Um, Buffalo's kind of teetering right now. Um, yeah, and that's all I really got. Boston, Boston's still insane. Um, 
Boston's Bruins, sure. yeah, they're good, but like even on a bad year, Bruins fandom is like a cult. It is. It is. It's all like Boston sports. All is Boston a cult. sports are a cult, right? But like the Patriots are like Roman Catholicism, and like the Boston fans are like the people who like suck venom out of snakes. Wow. Like like the Bruins fans. Bruin Bruins fans are like Pentecostal, like speaking in tongues, whereas like the. the Patriots fans are just kind of more like, we'll just do whatever Pope Belichick tells us to do. <laughs> that's that's the way I see it. That's crazy right there. That is crazy. All right, we're going to end the second segment on that crazy note right there. And I'm right going there. to hell. <laughs> and Matt's going to hell or the bathroom, whichever one comes first. Uh, uh, your house <laughs> In the meantime, all right, folks, we'll be back after these uh, messages from our friends at Sogatron Media Studios in Beachview. They host our podcast as well as several other podcasts, um, such as Wrestle Mayhem, Fishing Without Bait, don't forget Awesome Cast. Uh, the broadcast is back, from what I understand. Um, check those guys out, and uh, we'll be back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for a third and final segment here at Bold Sports, episode 112. So, uh, Matt, we're uh, talking a little bit here and there uh, throughout the podcast. We mentioned the Buckos and whatnot. Uh, the organization has decided to um, part ways and trade Sully Marte. Um, now, uh, with Sully Marte, uh, I will always remember his first at bat with the Pirates uh, when he got called up uh, as a late season call up. His first at bat was a home run to left center. I can't remember what stadium that was in. Uh, I know it was away. <laughs> can't remember what stadium it was in and who it was against, but I remember the at bat. I was sitting in the yard bar when that happened. Um, and that was a while ago because I haven't lived in Dormont since 2015. And yeah, we're in 2020. We're in yeah. 2020. Uh, so I helped you move here. I remember this. Yes, this was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> um, such a different era of Pirates baseball. So much promise. Um, I took a poll on on Twitter today. Did did Marte meet, exceed, or fall short of expectations? And I I picked fall short. I did. I would pick fall short too. because. That 50-game suspension didn't help. The 50-game suspension didn't help. Also, injury problems. Um, only a 275 batting average. Um, I think part... I, I can't say... I, I You know, like, like maybe an economist could study this. I think I'm a little biased, though, because I once hired a lawyer to help me with some shit, and while we were, like, bullshitting <laughs> at traffic court <laughs> before, like, the judge called us in... He's, like, telling me about how he thinks Marte is going to be better than McCutcheon someday. Ooh. So I paid $300 for that opinion. And to see it, like, not come to fruition, I feel, like, a little ripped off. <laughs> Understood. Uh, in the meantime, though, this Marte trade brings the Pirates a pitcher and a shortstop that were a first-round draft pick last year. Um, so we're looking at two to three years uh, till they make their major league debut, essentially. Yeah. They're both in A-ball right now. Um now, I believe uh, the pitcher, I was doing some reading, I can't remember their names right now, and I should have wrote it down in here for reference, but you know what, um, 
was an idiot and was watching um, Swamp People tonight. But nah, uh, that doesn't sound like an idiot move. <laughs> sounds no, sounds no, no, sorry, relaxing. no, no, no. I wasn't. Watch, no, I was watching Moonshiners and the um, Guardians of the Glades. That's okay. what I was watching tonight. I love the Everglades, um, man. I know, so do I. They're I'm, awesome. I, like, I never been thought I'd several... get to go there until one day I, I went there. Dude, I've been, like on a, I've been on an airboat through them. It's yeah, it's awesome. so... Dude, I'd go back there right now. Right? Uh, but I'm still not diving off an airboat and jumping after a 20-foot python. By the way. Yeah. Uh, that's I don't what care that how much you about. pay. Uh, so, the Pirates right now, uh, they, when they traded Marte, they're trading him to the Diamondbacks. We get... Uh, from what I remember, from what I was reading, it was the number thirty-three pick overall, um, and the number twenty-seven pick overall. So it was the first round and the first pick in the second round um, that the Pirates got in return. Still, this ain't like um, the NBA where like you just right, you know. Uh, but also you know, the Pirates, the, pros from the, the, draft. the Pirates are paying uh, one point five million dollars. Of Marte's salary next year. Now, out of his $11.5 million, they're paying $1.5, and the Arizona's taking $10 million on. Got it. But this just shows that's like a salary dump right now. And currently, right now, as the team sits, the team is sitting with a $42.7 million team salary. And you want to look into that... Um, Mike Trout next year is making $33.5 million. Mm-hmm. He's making more. He's he, he's making 7.5 tenths of the Pirates' total team salary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Angels aren't even that good. Uh, you're right. I mean, they got him, they got Pujols. Um, and Pujols has how many years left in him? One, two? Yeah, they're, they're really not that good. Like, they fired their manager two years ago. Um, who had been there forever. Mike and Socha. part of the reason why is because they just weren't getting back to like the peak of Angels baseball, which is when they won the World Series the year that Barry Bonds almost won a World Series but didn't. Right. Um, so, I mean, that was like 2002. That was a long time ago. a long ago. time ago. Long time ago. So, like, yes, the, An- the Angels are not all that, but like Mike Trout is their franchise. He's like... You know, he's the reason people show up. Kind of how, like, if the Penguins had, like, nothing but Crosby, people would still show up to see Crosby. Because, like, as we learned with Kobe Bryant, like, you know, when you get a chance to watch someone who's the best ever at what they've done, or one of the best ever, like, you, you watch, watch them, them whether play. you're a fan or not. How many years did we spend as Pirates fans um, going to games um, before when we were younger, before we realized that nothing wasn't putting any money into the team and before McClatchy wasn't putting money into the team, that we went to games and we are kind of brainwashed as Pittsburgh kids. Like, oh, it's baseball season. You go to the Pirate game, watch the Pirates. And then, but we went to the games to watch Verlander pitch. We went to the games to watch Oral Hersizer pitch. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we went to the games to watch, you know, now my dad um, took me to see Hershiser during his uh, scoreless inning streak. Okay. Okay, that was important. Yeah. Um, but that that I but we I guarantee to... you, like if the Pirates had not won a single game that year up to that point, he still would have taken us to right. see him. Because it was Hershiser. I don't remember if the Pirates were good or not, but like I was a kid, I wasn't there cynical was, yet. I didn't, was... I didn't have this like right. but this even, mentality. E- e- even as an adult in our you know in our early mid twenties and early thirties. 
where we still went to the games because we're like, oh, shit. I, I know recently in 2012, I went to the Pirate game and I had a certificate from the Pirates for free tickets. And I called the Pirates. I'm like, hey, is this certificate good for this game? They're like, yes. I'm like, okay, because they announced Verlander came off the DL and he was pitching the Sunday afternoon game at PNC Park for the Tigers. I went to that game to watch Verlander pitch for that reason. I went to Pirate Games to watch David Price pitch. I went to Pirate Games to watch the opposing team mm-hmm. come in and their players, whether it was their pitcher, whether it was their center fielder, whether whoever it was. I watched a lot of stud players come through Pittsburgh and play and have hell of a games against the Pirates. But that was my draw. But you're not going to pay for that experience anymore. I am not. You don't. Um, for, so it's at a point. There was a point in your life where you felt it was worth your time and money, right? To go see Roger Clemens, yes, which is an Astro, yes, like I did, yes. But now you don't feel that way anymore. No, I don't. So if if like there were some if some rookie like no one's ever heard of shoots out of the gate and like you know and he's on pace to hit like a bajillion home runs and break the like single-season RBI record that has stood for, like, a hundred years. You wouldn't go see that dude? No. Bob Nutting is providing, like, the venue for that to be in your hometown, and you wouldn't, I, I, you wouldn't no, pay to go see I him? I don't want to put money into his pocket that he's not going to do anything with. I'm still in that stance. And it pains me because I'm also a Red Sox fan um, as well because I've explained on this show many a times that being a kid in Pittsburgh, we grew up with only the Pirates, and my buddies and I were like, "Hey, we got love for the American League," and I picked the Red Sox. So about 1984, I started following the Red Sox. The Red Sox are coming into Pittsburgh this that's year. I, that's for what three I was games. getting. At. You're not going, and, and and it pains me because I want to go see the Red Sox. Last year, I went to Cleveland to go. What see if the there Red was Sox. like a foundation that paid for like, you know, stubborn, uh, stubborn, disgruntled Pirate fans? Who just want to go I, see I, their second favorite team play live I, and in person? I, I don't know. I mean, I, if, if somebody came up to me and if you said, got, "If if like you know what, I, I, I would Brady the second called you on the phone and was like, Stephen, like I, I understand you know, that like you used to serve I, drinks I, to I, some I, of my I, employees, and I, I would like I, to I, thank you for your years of service." Right. I mean, here's here's the deal: if somebody says, "Hey, I got luxury box seats to these games," that would break me. Yeah. Because I can eat. Because you can eat I chicken want. tendies while you I, watch the Red Sox. I can, I can eat chicken tendies and dip it in cheese sauce <laughs> and watch the Red Sox and drink all the free booze I want. Yeah. And, you know, pretty much right now, for you to get me to go to a fucking pirate game, you better have fucking luxury box seats with an open bar. That's what I'm talking about right now. That's how I'm going to go. I'm putting it out there, folks. For me to go to a pirate game... From here on out, you better have luxury box seats with the open bar and food ticket because that's how I'm going. Other than what that, if I just take you to sit in regular seats and just like buy you some chicken tenders and and like pay for your beers, you can afford that. I don't think you. I'm sorry, but I don't think you could drink a whole luxury suite's worth of beers during a typical three hour game. Uh, I have to go home and crunch the numbers before I'm willing to shake your hand on this. But I would be willing to bet that, like, the most of, like, the 24-ounce Miller Lights you could drink 
during a three-hour baseball Actually, game. Actually, in a pirate game, it'd be twenty-four ounce icy lights, or it'd be Mil- or it'd be Miller uh, MGD Miller Genuine. Well, whatever they have at pirate games these days. How do you even know? Are you are you lying? Are you actually like going to all the games and you know like the whole no. inventory of no, the beer uh, guys? No, uh, the last I've had the same beer guy in five buildings for twenty five years. Yeah, um, I know what no, he I carries remember. where I've, I'm at. I've, I've met but, the guy. But uh, but no, I um uh, the last uh, one of the, the last time I was in a luxury suite was a uh, buddy of mine that won tickets and he's like, "You want to go to the game?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, let's go to the game." Yeah. and they had MGD twenty four ounce cans. I'm like, <laughs> and I took a picture with me and him with the can. And post on the, on the uh, social media webs, and friends of ours are like, "What you drinking your old man's beer?" I'm like, "I'm yep. on a fucking pirate game. It's free. Shut yeah. up." <laughs> right? You know, um, I will get down on some MGD and uh, some icy light. I always drink an icy light when I do go to the ball game uh, for uh, remembrance of my grandma. But um, but yeah, um, I don't know. We'll crunch numbers and figure it out later. In the meantime, though, uh, the pirates uh, looks like they're doing some moves, dumping salary. Uh, we'll, and um, I watched Charrington's press conference yesterday. He said that the money would be put back into the team, but he didn't say when. Uh, he said that it will be put back into the team um, based on need and whenever they can get their needs filled. Right, so they're going to end up overpaying for like someone to fill a hole. Or they to put it all back into the draft and put it all back into uh, – uh, you know, uh, the farm teams. We'll see how that goes. Uh, in the meantime, though, Matt, uh, let's skip out of baseball because baseball season is uh, not that far away, honestly. But we did this past weekend, uh, did not have any live, professional, meaningful football games, but we did have the Pro Bowl. I had such a great Pro Bowl joke all teed up before the, the Kobe <laughs> thing. It didn't seem appropriate to post, oh. obviously. But right. I, I took a selfie in my Steelers shirt and my new glasses, and I was going to post, like, the better to see the Pro Bowl with. Because ah. <laughs> obviously no Steelers are playing in the real football games that count. Heard. But no, I didn't watch any Pro Bowl because, like you said, like there was obviously uh, dude, other I, stuff I was, going on. Uh, I was bouncing four channels. Yeah. Uh, after 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, I was bouncing four channels. The Pro Bowl was the least of my concern on that. Um, I was bouncing national news as well as ESPN news, and then I was bouncing uh, the golf, and then the Pro Bowl was the last on that list. But um, the AFC did win 38-33, to uh, with two Steelers having defensive implications uh, in the game. Got an interception from Joe Hayden, uh, and then a fumble recovery by TJ Watt, who then took it to the house. Uh, and that was the last score in the game, by the way, was a defensive touchdown by T.J. Watt. Whose brother is hosting Saturday Night Live next week. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. I wonder if T.J. Watt's going to be there in the audience. It's possible. Like he was for his brother's football games. It's possible. It's quite possible. I wonder we if started... they'll show him as many times on SNL as they did during that wild card game. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Um, T.J. Watt, though, is in the ranks and running for Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they're talking about the, uh, league MVP. Uh, total is uh, Lamar Jackson, who didn't have that good of a showing in the uh, Pro Bowl. He threw a couple interceptions and so forth. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, the Pro Bowl was filled uh, with the parties and the dances and the show-offs. 
uh, when players scored and so forth, spiking footballs and getting into the end zone and, you know, doing all their things. Uh, the Pro Bowl, the, the NFL relinquishes a lot of their rules. Did um, they do that onside kick rule for the Pro Bowl? They did, but it didn't Did matter. anybody it, attempt it? No, it no. didn't even matter anyway. Like, it was what, like, um, you get one down from the 25 and you got to pick up a first down? Uh, or, or you yeah, start yeah, at the 45? Yeah, you, you, no, you start at the 25, 25. you get a 15-yard. Uh, so it's like 4th and 15. Yeah, 4th and so 15. So if you make, if you make yeah. the 40, you get to keep yeah. the ball and go on and try to score again. Yeah, they didn't even try okay. it. Yeah, I, I think happen. the 40s, that's a harsh. I, w- I would maybe start it at like the 35. And, yeah. You know, My personal opinion, 15. and you can take this and run with it or you know, banter me on it, whatever you want to do. My personal opinion is that the uh, approval... Uh, needs to be put back after the Super Bowl and in Hawaii. Um, and it makes it worth watching. Because you had a lot of Pro Bowl players, people that were voted to the Pro Bowl, um, that were not there. They were there on the sidelines because contractually they had to be there. Shake mm-hmm. hands, sign autographs, whatever. Uh, but they weren't playing because they're playing the Super Bowl. Um, which is this week coming up. Uh, so but the you, guys who play the Super Bowl don't want to go to Hawaii the week after the Super Bowl. Uh, you if know what? You win the Super Bowl, like wouldn't wouldn't you rather be partying with your teammates and your family well, and friends as they, opposed well, to like going to Hawaii? Talking and doing to a bunch game? of these guys going to Hawaii—that's a family vacation for them. Yeah, they pay for and it. And the NFL pays for it. Yeah. So they take their wives, their kids. It's like so you're in the Super Bowl, you win the Super Bowl, and if you're in the Okay, when the Steelers won the Super Bowl in 2005, I did not have a wife and kids. No. But I was in no shape to be hanging out with a wife and kids if I did have them because I was drunk for a solid week. And right. I didn't even play in the damn game. Heard that. I understand. Um, but these guys, you know, and they get paid to go to play the Pro Bowl. They get paid to have their families go with them. They're not paying for anything. It's like a vacation. So, and also, out of the Super Bowl teams, Kansas City Chiefs. So, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, um, Sammy Watkins, mm-hmm. and Kelsey were your mm-hmm. Pro Bowl selection. So, four guys out of 53 were chosen to go to the Pro Bowl. They were there, shake hands, wave, sign autographs, whatever. They didn't play in it. They even yeah. left probably before the fucking game kicked off. Yeah. But they had to be there contractually. So if you the NFL would put the, the Pro Bowl back to the week or even two weeks after the season's over, put it back in Hawaii. I don't know why they insist on having it, like, at all. Why do they fuck shit up? It's like the NHL fucking the All-Star game. It's not, though. It, like... wasn't, it wasn't a problem for years. And now they want to be like, oh. Let's move the Pro Bowl to the week before the Super Bowl. We're going to hold it at the Citrus Bowl in, in Florida. Because football's and... different from hockey. Like, you can you can play a version of hockey that doesn't involve hitting. Right. And it, it's not very, like, sound defensive hockey. But, like, people might still tune in to just watch people, like, do crazy tricks and dangle the puck and, you know, see what kind of, like, how many passes they can get before they score a goal. Football, on the other hand, like there's always an element of danger, and the element of danger can actually be increased by taking it easy, because everyone's version of taking it easy is not the same, and you never know when you're gonna run into like Terry Tate out there, like going full speed, 
while you're trying to like you know half-ass it because it's just the Pro Bowl. I don't see anybody clamoring for the Pro Bowl if they cancel the Pro Bowl. It's not like the I mean, if Major League canceled the All Star Game, people would be up in arms because it's tradition. Right. But like the, tra- I, well, the only well, there was a whole the couple years of that Major League. About how yeah, but there was a few is. years that the uh, Major League All Star Game counted for. Whoever won got home field. Right, and we didn't like that either. We didn't like that either. We like the exhibition of it. We like that it's in the middle of the season. You can't do that with football because there's too much risk. Nobody's going to let their players go play in the Pro Bowl if they have it after week eight. Because you could turn an ankle. Even if you're playing flag or two-hand touch, you could still, like, be without your quarterback for the rest of the season because of some exhibition game. So that obviously isn't the answer. I just like just name all pro teams, so that the record can show like who would have made the Pro Bowl if they had a Pro Bowl. Right. And we all know that like the top guys are either gonna like sit it out, or they're gonna be in the Super Bowl, and they're not gonna be able to play in it. So yeah, I don't need a Pro Bowl. To me, it's a joke. Understood. We talked about the NHL All Star Game. I don't know why that's come up on my feed. I, I must have read it twice. Uh, here in the notes. Well, I just mentioned it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's doing voice recognition. Uh, yeah, um, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, so how about NCAA hoops? That's, uh, been filling the void here, um, without having football and so forth. For um, sure, yeah. Uh, Pitt, uh, they beat Boston College last Wednesday. Uh, they took a loss to the Orangemen, uh, of Syracuse, um, the, on Saturday. When I saw Syracuse at noon on a Saturday, I was just like, that's... It's hard to get up for. <laughs> I'm not talking about myself. I'm, I'm saying, like, you know, that, that can't be... I mean, like, I used to play rec basketball on a Saturday morning. Right. You know, and you'd show up, you'd show up like, wiping the sleepies out of your eyes with, like, your sweatpants on that you slept in, maybe. You know, it's just like, okay, is this really, like, the time that we want to play our traditional rival Syracuse? Well, tonight... Noon? Well, tonight, Pitt played Duke in Cameron, indoor... Uh, and that finished with a loss. Uh, it was, uh, 72 to 67. Um, Pitt, uh, is doing well, uh, with the cards that they have dealt. Uh, Coach Cable is doing wonders, uh, with the team and it's making, uh, them better every day. Now tonight we're sitting here watching ESPN and Coach K is on. Um, and the, whenever the do 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 came across my phone, I said, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later. Uh, towards the end of the first half of the Pitt-Duke game today, uh, the Duke student body uh, was referencing Capel in a negative manner. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, huh. So the, Imagine that. Imagine that, Duke fans, yeah. being little shits. So Imagine the, that. Duke student body was referencing Jeff Capel as a traitor and so forth uh, and whatnot. And oh, this is what we're seeing. Yeah, huh? this is what okay. we're seeing right here. Um, and Coach K was yelling and at the... And the ref is... He, I can read his lips. He's yelling, shut up. Yep, yep. He was and, yelling, and shut he up. Almost, he almost got a technical for yelling at the students. Yep, and then he walks over to the I'll pay table. his fine. I'll pay he, his he fine. He walks over and he said, he's one of us. He's one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Capel is... Played for Duke, co- under Coach K, and coach for Duke. Look, if everybody, you who, know, if everybody who played for Duke and had coaching ambitions coached Duke, and Duke then, would have like 
15 coaches right now. Well, Coach Cable's been there since, dude. like, what, 1982? And Cable was an assistant, and guess C- what? Cable was an Every assistant. one of those students that was chanting that, they're all going to end up in some, like, white shoe law firm or, like, doing, like, science at, like, some university fighting for tenure. And they're not going to accept, like, being an understudy for their whole lives. So why are they giving Cable shit for going out and, like, getting a fucking head coaching job? And then we just saw I here... I mean, Kri- we just saw here with Coach immortal. K. We just Coach saw K's here. never going to die, apparently. I mean, he looks just like he did in 1992. He looks like he did in 1984. And he's had uh, multiple back surgeries, um, but he's, like, We just saw Coach K it. give uh, Jeff Cable a hug. Yeah. And he said, I'm sorry. He's like... He's like, I'm sorry I coach at the most entitled yeah. university this side of, yeah, like, Yeah, he's going to hug He goes, I'm sorry. He goes... I apologize, and Cable is like, no worries, um, it's understood, and he's like, no, it's, yeah, it's my fault, uh, but no, Coach K, you know, is one of those guys, he, he walks across the court and yells at the student body, stop, shut up, he's one of us, he now coaches for another team. Well, that's his army background coming you know, in, that's for sure, got what, something what to do What are you going to do? I mean, I mean, you know, like, I'm not... Coach K has like, you know, he can be a hypocrite sometimes. Oh, he can um, be. I'm not in a this Duke point, fan. He, in this point, I'm he's not a right. Duke fan. He's completely right. But at, like, right I now. think I think I I think I dislike Duke fans more than I dislike their coach. Oh, I know you like Duke. I I'm not like a Carolina fan. I'm not. But a, I I do have Carolina like in in my you know like extended family to a certain you, extent. So you know, I, it's I, got nothing I to like, do with that. Like, I've just always thought Duke was like. I've always taken Duke over at UNC. You know, whenever those two play, I'm like, I'll take Duke over UNC. Um, I just love the whole state of North Carolina. That's just my fault. Um, and I, I will be there someday, hopefully, in the next three years. But for where? Where are you trying to go? Beach. Beach. <laughs> I miss the Outer Banks. Yeah, we, we need to talk I about like, this. I like Sunset Beach. I, I live with a native-born North Carolinian who has never been to the Outer Banks. What? As her dad, as her stepdad rightfully said, like, people from North Carolina don't actually go to the Outer Banks. <laughs> because there's too much driving involved. It's real easy to get onto that little spit of land if you're coming right? down from Maryland mm. and Virginia, but if you're going from, like, say, Raleigh, oh, yeah, it's, it's just as ass. easy to go down to, like, Wrightsville or Oak <clears throat> Island or, yeah. you know... Yeah, uh, yeah, my place. Well, they, my, that's where they all land. Yeah, my place. My place that I want to be yeah. in is Sunset Beach, which is the. I looked at that like the which first is, the first year we were together. Yeah, she was like, "Let's go to the beach," and I was yeah. like, oh, "Sunset Beach looks nice." And she's like, "No, nah, man, we go to Wilmington." Uh, <laughs> well, okay, well, Sunset Beach is twenty minutes south of Wilmington. Yeah, too and far. also, if you walk out onto the beach in Sunset Beach and you tee up a golf ball, mm-hmm. turn south and drive it, even you can hit to South Carolina, sir. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's like, it's the border <laughs> beach, sir. It, provided uh, I don't, like, tow it. Yeah, provided you don't tow it. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, I mean, you can catch on the fat side and still make it there. Just okay. don't tow it. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, um, I, I just love the whole state of North Carolina. It is a beautiful state. Um, it's my second favorite state. I've. It's actually my first favorite I've state. I've not been to enough states, and mm. I will always count Pennsylvania as my first. Yeah. Uh, I count North Carolina as my first, and Pennsylvania as my second, and it's just because I happen to dwell here. 
North Carolina <coughs> replaced New Jersey on, as my second favorite state when I the first time I went to the Outer Banks. Wow, it's beautiful. <coughs> it Again, is. I don't travel around this country enough. Right, like I've spent more time in London the, and New Delhi. All right, all right, all right, all right. You want me to tell you about? Uh, here's a quick thing about North Carolina. Okay, you're on the beach. Mm-hmm. You're hanging out. You're enjoying yourself. It's 90 degrees. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. The salts, the salt air. It's beautiful. Animals are crawling behind the rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to have you, you want to have a day where you're just like I want to have some like cool hiking time. Mm-hmm. You drive three hours west and you're in the fucking Appalachians. It's not three hours. It's more like. No. Okay. Depending on what part of Carolina you're I've in. driven from Boone to Wilmington, and that's yeah. like a five-hour okay. drive. Okay. All right. You're on an angle at that point. Yeah. If you drive due east to due west, take yeah. I forty. Yeah. It's about as due east as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But I anyway, mean, enough of North Carolina geography today. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll get back on to, to the NCAA hoops. NCAA hoops. There are other states that have college basketball besides North Carolina that also have mountains. That happens to be West Virginia. Yeah. Ooh, that's uh, a nice segue. Uh, That's good. And it's uh, West Virginia is number twelve in the country overall. Check that fucking shit out. They're number twelve overall. Uh, they have Last big, year seems like an anomaly. They had big wins over top of Mizzou as well as Texas uh, this past week. Texas Tech uh, tomorrow night. That's on the road. How about Penn State? Penn State. Check these fuckers out. The Nittany Lions. <laughs> these fucking fuckers. <laughs> these fucking fuckers. Penn State. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, they are in the top twenty-five now. After this week's poll, Penn State's ranked top uh, number 24. Uh, this week, the Lions take on Indiana, uh, the Hoosiers, uh, and that's at um, the Bryce Jordan Center in Happy Valley. Uh, then on the road to Nebraska, that would be this weekend coming up. Um, how about Bobby Moe, somebody more local that we like to talk about? Uh, they did take a loss to St. Francis BK. Uh, so for those of you that don't know the BKS Brooklyn, um, <laughs> like we didn't know that. Come on, man. Well, there's some people that don't know. How many hipsters uh, listen to this show? Um, everyone knows. One. That Everyone's I know. heard of Brooklyn. Uh, and then uh, they had a bounce back win over LIU. Uh, they are still second in the NEC uh, with Bryant uh, headed in this week. Uh, coming on now, the big disappointment in college basketball. Um, for local, anyway, is Duquesne. Uh, the Duquesne Dukes uh, had two bad losses in the A-10 uh, this past week, Rhode Island and UMass. Mm-hmm. Um, so that puts them at uh, fourth in the A-10. Yeah. Now, tomorrow night. Big game. Big game. Number seven in the country overall, Dayton. Yeah, Dayton. You know, that, that town in West Ohio. Dayton, I, that that holds. Their, I've never been to Dayton, but I've been past you know, it on you know, seventy. You know they hold those playing games every year. Mm-hmm. Um, Dayton Flyers coming into town at the Palumbo Center uh, tomorrow night uh, to take on your Duquesne Dukes. If you were a, if you were a student at Central Catholic in the late nineties, you might have had a guidance counselor break it down for you thusly. Okay, Duquesne is a good safety school for you. <laughs> but Dayton, Dayton is a is the Catholic party school. Okay, that actually wasn't my guidance counselor. I think I read that in like the Princeton Review Guide to Colleges. That Dayton was considered the Catholic party school. Hmm. I guess I, I knew a few people who went there, and it, the story checks out. Uh, I've heard. 
But then again, like, I've also heard stories about you Duquesne people and <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> Get down with that. You nasty Duquesne nasty. people. Duquesne, you nasty. Anyway, so oh. yes, um, I saw that they, like, had a petition going around to cancel morning classes for the day after the Dayton game. And that that the petition was started before the two losses. So it really took a lot of, like, air out of the balloon. Like, they were already lobbying for, you know... To have, like, this big... It's kind of like they looked past... I don't know if the team did, but it seems to me like the student body, maybe because of just the, the timeline of filing paperwork with the administration to cancel classes, they definitely looked past, you know, those two games that you just mentioned that they lost. So, um, have you read anything about the Major League Baseball umpires that could be mic'd up for uh, this season? I heard they're going to be mic'd up. Uh, mic'd All up. I could think about that was hashtag ump show. We're going to see more hashtag ump show next year than we've ever seen before, if that's what they're really going to do. Because now we're not going to have to lip read all the like shitty comments that the umpires make to well, the managers well, well, to get the managers to... wound up enough that well, they can throw them out. Well, they're supposed to be banked up for the reviewed calls. Okay. To be able to be like uh, the NFL uh, official that like clips his belt mm-hmm. and pushes a microphone button and says, you know, after review... So-and-so and so-and-so did this, and it's five yards, repeat, first down. So the umps will be mic'd up to where they can push that button and be like, this review, uh, the first base uh, call is under review, and so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. A um, couple things about that. It could take uh, more time. It could it could take Definitely too much more time. time. Um also, the explanations aren't that good always. Not at all. And a lot of times, like in baseball, um, the league actually issues the statement on what actually happened. So you can't necessarily expect the umpire in the stadium to like fully articulate the ruling of the review booth in New York unless you're going to require the umpire in the stadium to actually sit there and, like, listen to the whole judgment. So now you've got this, like, telephone chain where you're going to have, like, New York has to, like, explain why the call is, and then the umpire goes on and says, I I just, I'm not a big fan. Okay, like, NFL, like, replays already take too long. Exactly, And it helps the, the people in the stadium understand what's going on, and it helps the viewers understand what's going on if the guy says what's happening. I find that the the hockey, like the refs in hockey who have the mic, other than Wes McCauley, who's like a maniac about it and like always makes the highlights because he's like so like Wes emphatic. Awesome. Other than Wes McCauley, it's a waste of time. Most of the games I watch, the announcers just talk over the dude anyway. Like, um, it doesn't really goal. it doesn't good bring goal. anything to yeah. the broadcast. Like, is it helpful for the fans in in the stadium? Like, I don't, I'm not sure. Because at hockey, the announcer always tells you what happened, like, right after it happened. You always, you always get, like, a lot of times before they even drop the puck, you'll get, like, you know, two minutes for slashing. Well, you know, also this preseason in baseball, uh, the Cactus League and the Citrus League, apparently they're going to be working on um, balls and strikes being called by camera. So that's something that we have looked forward to, and hopefully it doesn't make it to the major leagues. They're working on it uh, in the preseason. We'll see what goes on. 
Uh, in the meantime, though, um, A.B., <laughs> Antonio Brown, for those of you who don't know who A.B. is, is still an idiot, uh, but now he's not being tracked daily. Now he's an idiot with one less piece of jewelry. Yeah, now he's not being tracked. They took his ankle off, his GPS ankle off, and so forth. Matt, you, you said previously this podcast when we talked about it that you uh, you said he, he's working on uh, a movie I saw, or something? I read on Twitter that that he had to ask for leniency because he's got some contractual obligations, um, one of which involves Kevin Hart. Okay. And we all know that Kevin Hart is busy being in like 12 movies a year. So, huh. you know, yeah. when he's ready to work, he's ready to work. And I think that, you know... It would have been more headaches for Antonio Brown at this point if he couldn't, like, fulfill his obligations. Um, but I didn't read into it that much, and I can't understand. I don't – I can't even begin to guess what product or brand, like, thinks it stands to benefit from, like, a joint Kevin Hart-Antonio Brown project right. <laughs> at this point in their careers. I mean, Kevin Hart's, like, no saint. Um, I can think but he if, hasn't had to like stop working because he's well, under house arrest. Well, I I can think if if you know if I didn't know that Ballers was the last season last year, yeah, that they might have him in an episode of Ballers uh, with The Rock and whatnot. Yeah, but yet, yeah, that's done. So I don't know either. I would love to watch The Rock give the people's elbow to Antonio Brown, <laughs> but Maybe. not in his head because like that's as we all know we've all seen that perfect hit a million times, right? And so how about um, so so anyway the deal with Antonio Brown just what he's he's not on house arrest anymore he's able to work yep um, I don't care what you did you know if you have not been convicted of a crime then you should be allowed to work hey you still stand by what the country was founded on but on the other awesome. hand I know people who have had ankle monitors and they just went to work and yep. they didn't get their ankle monitor cut off. And I'm not sure why Antonio just can't be like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm doing what? laundry with Kevin Hart. It's okay. Uh, I'm I going to church and doing my laundry with I, one I, of my I favorite had an ankle monitor for, for I wasn't days. asking you to out yourself. No, but I'll, here we are. I'll okay. out myself. I don't care. Uh, we have other friends that have had ankle monitors. Yeah, I was thinking played, of them and not you. And we played golf with them. TDH. Well, they had ankle monitors on. Yeah. And, you know, their probation officer said, just don't get seen by other people. Um, you know... <laughs> So they wore pants while we played golf. Whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not ashamed. I don't care. I had an ankle monitor on. I made a mistake. Go fuck yourselves. Who hasn't made a mistake? Nobody's judging um, here. I'm not judging at all. You didn't um, hand the cops a bag of gummy dicks. I did not hand the cops a bag of gummy dicks. I, I pleaded with them. to like, please give me an ankle monitor yeah. <laughs> and not put me in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, though, uh, Kareem Hunt, who's another guy, needs to plead right now. Um, he admit- he did plead. He said he didn't think he'd pass the test. Yeah, yeah. He admits- All my life, people been telling me don't lie to the cops. Yeah, he admitted. And guess what? He didn't. He admitted to failing a drug test. He admitted to having pot in his vehicle. He told them he the just thought it would. He told them he just thought it would be like a smooth, easy ride. Right because- on the interstate. Why would you think that ever? Well, here's the thing. Marijuana is pretty much decriminalized in all major cities. But you're not allowed to smoke and drive. You're not allowed to smoke and drive. And in fact, Carnegie Mellon is working feverishly on a marijuana breathalyzer Mm -hmm. that, you know, my entire adolescence, I thought no such thing existed. Well, you know what? 
Now it's coming out. No. So you're not an adult anymore. You're 40. That's why I'm well, walking wait, from my hotel to the beach when I go see fish in Atlantic City. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bader Field. I got, no, no. It's on the beach. It's not it's on the beach? Field. Not it's Bader on the beach. Okay. They, since last week, they actually announced the dates. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. So Cream Hunt's like, shit. Uh, Yeah, I filled a drug test. Uh, I had pot in my car. One day he stopped me. Um... My bad. What are you going to do? Well, unfortunately, Kareem Hunt, your job says that's not allowed. And you've already been busted before for dumb shit. And Was he just smoking weed or was he also drinking? Just smoking weed. <sighs> fuck. How in I the know. fuck could you be that talented at sports? I know, right? And not have the confidence to just play it off or at least try to play it off. I know. Like, if I'm shit-faced drunk... And you'd come up to me and be like, Matt, are you drunk? And I'd be like, no. You know? And you'd be like, Matt, do this. Like, Matt, walk a line, whatever. And I wouldn't be able to. But, like, if I was, like, really high on marijuana, like, I could at least try to play it off. Right, yeah. If my eyes weren't, like, totally bloodshot and glassy, like, I might be able hey, to, like, just... You know what? Let's just change hey, the subject hey, to, he, like, not rage against the machine and I won't sound as high. You know, he, he made it and whatnot. He's going to face more consequences... And he's probably gonna be I like, just go. don't think I don't think it's that bad, honestly. I, I don't think it's that bad either. Like, don't, don't get I, DUIs. I, I don't, don't, don't do drugs. No, don't, don't smoke get DUIs. And drive. Don't do smoke and drive. Don't drink and drive. But like, don't do coke and drive. Don't if do you get fucking pulled over, be honest. All. Don't. He was honest. You know. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I thought I could make it. You know. You know. I and, wanted and to honestly, listen to some tunes and drive my fucking really nice car. You know what? And honestly, I'd rather have a lot of potheads. On the road, smoking and driving, than a lot of fucking yeah, cause drunk heads. We, we've all seen on the, the memes road about how weed heads drive like yeah, ten so, miles under. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, been there more than once. You've been there more than once. Anyway, uh, our final portion right here is gonna be the Super Bowl. All right, you got some squares. Uh, I got a few squares in a few places. Uh, I'll, re- I'll I'll leave them nameless right I don't, now. I don't have any, and I don't plan to buy any. But I did get my Venmo of $20 worth of winning one week of my fantasy league this year. That's good. And so... since it's not nearly enough to recoup my losses on joining the fantasy league, well, you know what? Take I that... might as well plow that back into There's Super a few bets. squares left open? No, no, no. I'm not doing squares. I'm going to do some casino shit. Oh, okay. So you're going to do like some prop bets. I don't need to do squares. I I don't hang out at a bar that has offered me to uh, to buy a square. I give you one. I don't want one. All right. I like to be there, and I'm not going out. I'm watching. I already confirmed with my partner that we are going to at least watch through the first half and the halftime show at home. The second half's coming to Nick's house for my party. Right. Awesome. Mm, probably not because I don't want to drive. You don't want to drive. North Appreciate coast. the invite. Got it. It's probably going to be like uh, take a lift to the slap shots. The lines haven't moved much, uh, if not at all. Uh, the players and staff have been hounded uh, since um, touchdown there in Miami on the flights. Uh, media days coming up in the next few days. Travis Kelsey though, he didn't mix words saying anything about that Patrick Mahomes. Is the real deal, and is his quarterback. He's the star and the stud of the team. Um, so, I, I like what he's saying. You got a tight end that's a stud tight end mm-hmm. um, saying, like, look, Mahomes, my quarterback, he's the stud of the team. You know, 
He makes plays happen. And Patrick Mahomes makes plays happen. Mm. I personally am rooting for the Chiefs in this game. I don't know. Total bias. It's it's got everything to do with the uh, Super Bowls. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't. And want, I don't. I don't if, want San Francisco to win another one because then they would tie with six. Now, but anyway, I, I I bit my tongue and like silently hoped for the Ravens to beat the 49ers the last time the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Involved the 49ers. Oh, we all did too. Since then, though, however, since that day, New England has equaled us with six. Right. Now, now it I would doesn't not matter, root, right? in, in, if it was to do over again, I would not root for a divisional rival over San Francisco at this point because, like, we've already been tied by the Patriots. However, well, I have no animosity towards the Chiefs, and as a matter of fact, I like Patrick Mahomes and had him as my fantasy quarterback this year. Um, so I think it would be nice to maybe take the twenty dollars that he earned me during like week three, and. You know, give it back to the casino to benefit older Pennsylvanians, well, well, or preferably myself. Well, uh, for your property tax, right? Um, oh God, well, don't get me started. <laughs> we're not going there. But anyway, <laughs> Matt's gonna go throw his twenty bucks on the Chiefs to win. Not all twenty. No. I'll look at a parlay. Uh, what are you gonna do? All right, all right. You know what? Speaking of parlays, mm. here's your parlay, and you can take it or or leave it. Uh, your parlay is the Pens to beat the Caps. Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and what was the other one I was looking at? It was Pennsylvania Caps, Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and um, shit. Uh, it was the Lakers to beat somebody else mm. that day. They, they yeah, I'm not betting on day. the Lakers. Um, out of respect, heard. Um, but yet. It was a, I, I think it was like a twenty dollar bet when it came back with like fifteen hundred mm. on those three. So I don't like the Penguins' chances against Washington on in DC uh, in in the afternoon. Yeah, a- afternoon game in mm. DC. Yeah, I don't know. No way. Um, but no, you also can take that twenty dollars. I mean, I could take the I could take like the Chiefs to win. Right, right. And no, no, but you can break that twenty dollars up. up do you can break it up and do prop bets mm-hmm. where you can be like. Let me get five on tails or heads, however you feel, um, and go with like Chiefs score first. Um, how many times do they show the Hunt family on TV? Um, Again, that's riggable, so I won't bet on that. Yeah, right. But like the the director of the broadcast in the booth with the headphones, you know, you know. could put his entire kid's college fund on that. Right. And then, like, order his camera operator to show right. Lamar Hunt. Uh, so, like, you don't bet on that, and I will never bet on the length of the national anthem. Because you oh, can rig yeah. that. You, you, you can could, that. You could do, like, you know, well, well, the national home of the free. The national anthem's an over-under. And, and they take the over-under not on the Whitney Houston uh, national anthem. I, I, I bet my entire life savings on that being the best national anthem ever. Uh, I would, too, because that is the best best. National anthem ever, uh, Wendy Houston's rendition at the uh, old sombrero mm-hmm. uh, during the was, first during was, the first Gulf War. That was the was Giants like part of the Bills. Drama of it. Yes, Giants Bills. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, man. Bills fans don't like me for this, but I was rooting for the Giants. I was rooting for the Giants too. I want to see Lawrence Taylor get a fucking ring and man. Jeff Hostetler too. 
I was oh, Jeff I was Hostler. really into that story about about oh, Jeff Hostler backup. backup quarterback. Yeah, that was the first you time know? it it like as a little kid it like blew my mind. I was like, wait, he's not even like the guy who's supposed to be the quarterback. Yeah, it was Phil Simms supposed to be you the know? quarterback. I knew who the Steelers backups were in those yeah. days, and they weren't they weren't yeah. like Jeff Hostetler. I just or... watched the uh, uh, the Peyton Manning Peyton's places on ESPN mm. Plus, and he talked with Doug Williams. Um, about being a backup quarterback and winning the Super Bowl, and 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 they went through about being the uh, first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl, and Doug Williams was like, "I'm just a quarterback that won the Super Bowl that happened to be black." Mm. You know what? And since Doug Williams, there's been black quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl. You know what? Doug Williams was the first. Yeah. And you know what? It's football. You know what? If you're black, if you're white, if you're Asian, it doesn't fucking matter. You win the Super Bowl. You won the fucking Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care what color you are. No, but like you, you, got, like you a, and I were raised different. You and I were raised. Well, to not be, yes, exactly. You and, you like, and I were raised different. We were raised. Our grandparents were. Our grandparents were fucking racist as shit. Mm-hmm. Our parents were semi-racist, and our parents raised us to not be racist. I just and yeah, you know, um, I was like, a, I was too young to really be paying attention. When, yeah. when Doug Williams, yeah. won the I, Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, I paid attention. But I was, I was aware of what was. My going brother on, was but... born that that day, that that very day that Doug Williams won the Super Bowl was my brother's birthday, and um, you know, like, yeah, like it, it's mostly been white dudes. Yeah, it um, has been. But you know, like I've I've seen Donovan. I've definitely rooted for Donovan McNabb in the Super Bowl because he was up against Brady. Right, you know, um, the 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 league is changing again, and we're getting into an era where, like, you know, the the athletic quarterback like mold is is become popularized again, and it's because of Pat Mahomes and because of Lamar Jackson, um, and a lot of people were really hoping for a Lamar versus Pat Mahomes, you know, AFC title game. Um, I understand you know, that. But, like, I understand that Tennessee and, Titans didn't didn't see and, it that way. And you know what? Um, not to get off topic too quick, but this week coming up uh, tomorrow night, actually, or not not tomorrow Thursday night, ESPN is having another thirty for thirty, mm-hmm. which is part one of two, the Michael Vick story. Oh yeah, you want to talk about black quarterbacks doing their thing? Mm-hmm. Making it happen, taking a team to the Super Bowl, and yet they lost. But hey, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, neither one of you, I, or anyone in this household or your household could care less if the quarterback that played for the team that won the Super Bowl is white, black, Asian, or whatever. They won the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I know. But... I, I I know it was a thing when Doug Williams won the Super Bowl as a backup quarterback, and he happened to be black. I get it. Um, you know what? I don't care. But like, that's you don't care. I don't care. Like, we're good people with good hearts, and I'm sure that a, a lot of these executives who make decisions on who to draft, they're they're not like Nazis or like fascists or like white supremacists, but at the same time, you've still got people saying things like, Lamar Jackson should be converted to a wide receiver. Huh. Like, this is not like 
this wasn't 1983 that this was said. This is something that somebody said this in like 2017. You know, so there there are still people who make decisions about football and the NFL who who think that like you know the guy could be the MVP this year. He, he, he pretty and, much and, will and be. And it wasn't just the and it wasn't just white commentators who were saying this. No, it wasn't. Like, there's people who every time the Ravens took the field this year, getting put on blast for like you know their bad tweets from five you know, years ago where know. they were like Lamar Jackson should learn how to play wide receiver and he has it and like no he he's gonna like maybe win a Super Bowl someday as yeah, a quarterback. He will. Um, I think he will. Eventually, when is Super Bowl? I hope he gets it out of his system soon, so that like whoever <laughs> the next Steelers quarterback is can right. Like, some some uh, a Ravens fan on a podcast said that you know they're hoping that the Chiefs win just because like at least Mahomes can get it out of his system, and he won't be like as eager to prevent Lamar from getting Lamar's Super Bowl. And well, I'm already looking past Lamar's Super Bowl to you know whoever like. Ben Roethlisberger Jr. is. It's not. It's not. I'm sorry, but it's not going to be Mason Rudolph. People, I'm sorry. It's not going to be. Uh, all right, folks. Thank you very much for listening to Matt and I uh, banter for the last uh, hour or so. You'll get a ton more Super Bowl breakdown during our live Super, Super Bowl, Bowl show podcast. Podcast live <sighs> Beachview. Yep, on Sunday we'll be at Sogachal Media Studios. Um, video. You'll see our faces. You can see what we look like. I got new glasses. Oh, yeah. Um, hit us up on at Bold PGH Sports if you want to see wire rims or dark frames. Um, I'll make a <laughs> poll later. Um, yeah, let us know. Um, you know, obviously, like, RIP Kobe. Um, Definitely. Uh, let's go Chiefs over here. Chiefs. We covered it. a lot today. This is, like, a big episode for us, and I can't wait to do more on Sunday. Uh, so yeah. we'll see you then, right? Definitely on Sunday. We'll see you, folks. Thank you very much. And uh, Super Bowl Sunday, we'll be back. Hey, Ians. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media, on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MM Tacey on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook, or BoldPGH.com.